Channel 4, BBC, MTV, and also like, you know, publishing houses. How involved were you? How aware were you? Did you know that other companies were aware and had clauses in place where Russell Brand was not allowed to have or be around female staff and that if he was potentially around female staff, it could be an inherent danger to them? Did you know about that? Did you have a similar policy? Did you have a clause they had to sign? Did you make people sign an NDA? Was anyone harmed during the time that they were there? Did he sexually molest or assault any of your staff? Like a, a consistent pattern where it seems to be like, well, we are horrified to learn of some of the events that may have transpired. We also were not participants in any of the events and or do not endorse any of them. So, yeah. I do have some good news today and good news indeed. Uh, it turns out there was a working theory that a lot of what we do, we collectively, I mean, myself and all of y'all, um, in terms of fighting and advocating for workers' rights and shaming people who don't want to advocate for workers' rights, AKA people who don't want to publicly, uh, you know, abide by, say, the guidelines of a strike, uh, especially concerning actors and writers, and put their shows back on the TV and then hide behind the rest of their employees like shields, right? You know how uh, Bill Maher, Drew Barrymore, for example, both of them came forward and, I mean, it just, it sounds so good on paper. When, when you hear someone talking about about this shit and they're like well i do have employees i got people who work for me and a lot of people on the team i just don't want to see them suffer anymore so i think at this time we're gonna have to we're just gonna have to go back and i know it's gonna be sad for the actors and the writers but i i'm gonna try my best not to use them even though there are elements of our show that can't exist without a writing staff we're gonna do it and uh that's just the way of the world and then uh everyone else is like goddamn scabs filth ass scabs cabin filth Gonna, gonna hire some scabs to fill in your scabby ass show because you gotta go back and make your monies, Bill. You're worth so much fucking money. Look at the other people. There's other millionaires who aren't acting like shits right now, by the way. There's other fucking multi-millionaires who have massive shows, John Oliver, who are just like, you know what? Why, why don't I do a shitty-ass podcast with really shitty-ass liberals? But at least I can use the money and the funds to, to, to feed my staff who probably do need money to pay their rents and stuff like that. So that's what I should do. Or... You know, I'm going to go on tour, tell some jokes, do some comedy, and, and use some of that money towards paying my staff that need the money, too. Rather than, why don't I just say fuck it to, to the strikers and the workers? Turns out, uh, the shaming works. Both Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore have officially recanted their ideas, completely done 180s, publicly, embarrassingly, but publicly, and now are publicly stating, hey, by the way, uh, everyone here, you should just know that... Uh, we want all of y'all to 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 really uh, hopefully have a successful strike. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I said what I said or did what I did before, but um, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Shame them harder. Keep shaming. Don't stop the shaming. The shaming's working, you know? I, I mean, Drew Barrymore went from first doing like a, a what an awkward public apology. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's hard. Feeling. Uh, to like straight up like oh so um you know I've listened to the feedback we're actually not going to be bringing our show back in accordance with the wishes of the the striking staff and hopefully this all gets sorted out studios your move you know I mean I guess they really are the bad guys right the studios they're, they're the bad guys maybe I shouldn't give in to their demands rather than give in to my workers demands so, so there you have it yeah and uh all that's happening just gonna turn this down every two seconds hold on all that's going down, that was like obviously some huge news. And then I saw the headline, Hassan, 
Minaj. Yeah, Hassan Minaj is in the the news, and it's uh, unfortunate because apparently some really bad things happened. And as a big fan, you know, I'm not not like you know as physically in love with him as my partner is. She would like you know I think leave me in a second if he was like, hey, can I tell you a joke? You're like, yes, bye. Uh, that's fine. We all have our crushes, okay? I, I certainly have a, a thing or two to say about someone like, say, Emily Radzianowski. I know that was a conversation. Anyways, I'm digressing deeply here. Uh, I am also a huge fan of his. Clean I think he's really world. awesome. And I think as one of the late night hosts, he's one of the few people who actually does kind of like speak truth to power. And I really did like his episode in Saudi Arabia that eventually get uh, pulled uh, by Netflix because cancel culture, that kind of shit. But apparently, uh, as someone who has seen both of his stand-up specials, one of them live, I saw the King's Jester live, uh, loved them, thought he was really funny masterful storyteller you know and and he was really good at doing jokes that didn't necessarily uh you know punch down and, and punched up and some of them even if they were edgy they were punching up good guy uh, generally i have nothing but good things to say uh turns out his like life story he makes it up which kind of like that that sucks i didn't know that but he does apparently like a lot of a lot of the life story that he tells in his st- jokes and stuff it, it's just like he's just making shit up which you know it's not the greatest also it's not the worst of all scandals I've ever heard, but it lasted 30 seconds, maybe, if that, you know. I didn't even have enough time to fully learn the depths of the depravity, thanks to a one Russell Brand having a lifelong career of complete contemptible and utter horror. Horror, yes. I knew some of the shit. Like, I had heard, obviously, that he's, like, a bit of a shit. There was a couple of people who, in the past, had said perhaps maybe it wasn't, like, fully consensual. Or he's just one of those creep shows who's, like, you know, maybe he makes out with someone. And then, like, okay, that's enough for today. And then he's, like, yeah, oh, I know. What the fuck? I do more, don't I? And then, then like, does worse shit. And, and you're, like, well, that's rapey. You know, that kind of shit. Like, I always, I always kind of knew that. But leave the surface. Did not know about the grooming and the raping. Allegedly, but I had not heard about the grooming and the raping. And what's wild is as this story has blown up, this is one of those things where if you analyze media, spend a lot of time on the internet, like I unfortunately do, I saw the whole thing happening in real time so quickly. I'm like, whoa, Russell Brand just put out something on a Friday night. That's weird. But he put out something on a Friday night talking about how there's very serious, credible accusations of sexual inappropriateness. He was not saying it like it was he wasn't like hey by the way the deep state soros and you know they them are uh trying to take me down because i'm a truth teller uh because of the fact that i may or may not have fucked a 16 year old uh, a while ago and that may or may not have been actually rape um now before you all get your bonnets in a leery or whatever the fuck they say over there uh like obviously a lot of people uh rushed rushed when he released his pre-video which was made on the seventh day uh by which i mean they asked him for a statement he had eight days to to give a statement his lawyers gave the uh news outlets uh, a particular bizarre statement of like this is probably because of independent media being a threat to mainstream corporate media that's why this is happening and it's like well that has nothing to do with what we asked you at all um but do you have any statements in relation to the very serious accusations of rape and pedophilia uh, of your client to which they said that there was testimony that directly refutes the testimony of all the other people who may have already come out and talked about all the you know inappropriate rape and shit like that and then declined to provide any I know people are going to be like, Lance, you always fucking rush to judgment when it happens to be uh, your ideological enemies. People say that. I-, I think that's unfair. There is some shit I do, which the callouts I think are totally fair and valid and fine. Call me out and fucking I welcome the, the criticism. But like, 
I cover fucking rapists or abusers or, you know, what whatever you want to say from from all sides. We were talking about Andrew Callahan on the show Channel 5. That brings me uh, no joy to have to speak about that. Uh, ended up eventually having to go from being manipulated directly by someone like, say, Blair uh, uh, to having to listen to and then apologize directly to all of the people who she had directly hurt through her abuse and manipulation, stuff like that. And these are all people that I've either worked with at one point or another or they're more ideologically aligned with myself say than someone like Russell Brand. Russell Brand, obviously, I fucking I've I've despised watching the clown show that is Russell Brown. Not so much the, the that Russell Brand has been the clown show. Like that that makes sense. It always has to me. It's like to, to people like I just don't understand it. Russell Brand was like such a leftist, you know. He was like he cared about Julian Assange and he was interviewing Cornell West and and at the end of the day he was fighting. He was like a big advocate for like housing rights and stuff like that. And I was like Russell Brand was like this hardcore sex pest creep show uh, dude who did a 180 trying to say that he had gone to complete sobriety and then he's one of those people who's advocating on the behalf of like I used to be a sex addict I used to be drug addicts and now I'm sober and now I'd advocate you know for people and like he did all that and then switched into like now I'm doing kind of coverage of the news they won't let you talk about he was calling it the truths and then everyone's like okay and he kind of like blew up a little bit like that then he just dropped off and then he was just like nah not gonna do that anymore I'm out uh hopefully you get your news elsewhere then rebranded again I'm gonna have to keep saying rebrand uh rebranded again as this whole kind of like new age quasi aligned with the alt-right but not you know I'm just questioning but the majority of my guests are obviously going to be right too far right wingers I'm gonna in, you know basically embrace a lot of different social circles Donald Trump Jr you know that kind of stuff get in with my Tim Pools my Stephen Crowders all this kind of thing and then I'm gonna say constantly that I may not agree with you or the Trump crowd even though the majority of my audience happens to be very pro-Trump but I understand and acknowledge that you have your own opinions I'm just here to talk about why ivermectin killed the Queen of England that kind of shit on a regular basis nothing that you would not find anywhere anywhere else on the internet ad nauseum okay hey I do not like Jimmy Dore. I don't like Aaron Maté. I don't like fucking the gray zone. I don't like Caleb Maupin. I don't like Jackson Hinkle. I have to remove Caleb Maupin from this list because he does have credible accusations of rape and abuse. Uh don't like any of those motherfuckers. They all give you the exact same information that Russell Brand does all the fucking time. The exact same. That like, if, if you want to hear the truth telling, the big exposés, the things that Russell Brand is fucking dropping truth bombs on, hey, no one else can say this. No one else has the fucking gall to say this shit on the biggest the fuck are you talking about that shit you can see everywhere on the internet okay there is a fucking ecosystem for this shit jimmy Dore just went full I and mean, maybe it was the peter allard money i don't know but it went full anti-vax and it was like whoa i get paid to say this shit blam, blam. then it was just like video after video after video after video that shit is not original gray zone if you want the whole like bashir al-assad is actually a hero he doesn't actually gas his own citizens he's actually a liberator and he's aligning with the other liberator who's destroying the uh, american hegemonic superpower that is vladimir putin boom gray zone there you go Go to Gray Zone. You'll get all of that all the time. No problem. No problem. Hey, look, it's Jimmy Dore. I know he's bringing on the people from the Gray Zone to talk about this. And they're both talking about how vaccines killed the queen. Fucking hell. And that's what Russell Brand would do. It's just like he turns on a webcam and say, Oh, I thought vaccines killed the queen. Ivermectin doesn't be the fucking cure, it be. And then everyone's like, Whoa, lol. He's a truth teller. This is incredible. Um, That motherfucker was not, re again, revealing anything you wouldn't find in any corner of the internet. And so the reason I invoke Gray Zone, Jackson, fucking... 
uh, all those motherfuckers, Jimmy Dore, is, yeah, they're all saying the exact same shit, and yet they don't have a direct accusation of rape by a 16-year-old, right? So, like, if you want to buy into the conspiracy already, which a lot of the right did, oof, this one looks bad, by the way. All of you just went so, like, all in because Russell Brand released a video saying, like, you know, they're coming after me because of my truth-telling and the deep state and all this kind of shit. This looks way more like a pattern of people who get caught with multiple accusations of grooming and rape, and then all of a sudden, they've already set up all the pieces, you know? Like, I forget who said it the other day. Someone tweeted about how Jeffrey Epstein, if he had been part of the culture wars, would have been embraced by the right so hard. No question. No question. This this is the fucking play now. If you happen to be a scumbag, a rapist, a misogynist, a groomer, or a pedophile, you spend the vast majority of your time setting up the next phase in media because you don't got to fucking worry about it. It's true, right? Like, the left, the progressives, and the liberals, I'm, I'm sorry, will eventually call you out for your fucking deplorable behavior at one point or another once the evidence is overwhelming. Gotta say, but like, you know, post me too. There's this whole kind of like, oh, you know, men are getting better. But for the most part, eh, it takes a lot of accusers and it takes a lot of testimony. It takes a lot of statements before people are fine. Like, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Okay. Okay. Fine. That's bad. That's bad. All right. Fine. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I know. Uh, kill your heroes and all that shit. I just, um, that sucks. It sucks. Why does this keep happening? Oh, it happened again. That sucks. It sucks. Right. Well, if someone is making all of a sudden this monstrously rapid turn and pivot to uh, right to far right political ideology and then using it as a long running cover. And then as soon as things go really bad, all of a sudden it's just like, well, I don't know. This is kind of concerning that this is happening all at once. Kind of like uh, they're a little concerned about what I'm revealing, my statements, you know, my my truth uh, is, is because my show is just the only show brave enough to talk about this stuff on a regular basis. I don't know. I don't know, but certainly there is a pattern. Certainly there is a pattern. Yeah. What's with the in-video showing? Isn't it a little more tranquil and peaceful than me just talking about an alleged groomer rapist? Because if I'm going to talk about an alleged groomer rapist, I assume you'd want some kind of... Same thing. Why is there plants in my room? I, I often am just reading the worst news could have happened. It's like, how? what's the death toll in Libya right now? Yeah, it's bad. But I do love the plants. They are nice. Figgy Smalls is, is still thriving in the bottom, uh, I guess that's bottom right corner, but bottom left to you. Uh, good job, Figgy Smalls. Loving it. Yeah, just to balance, balance the doom. And this is footage of Brazil, which also looks pretty beautiful. But let's do a quick rewind. Hello there, you awakening one. Ah, uh, yes. Same start as always. I'm going to spare you my 20 different terrible Russell Brand accents to talk about good old Russell right now. Um... Russell is, without question, the largest political YouTube channel on the interwebs. I'm saying that not to be able to inflate his ego or uh, to try and scare anyone, but more than anything to try and uh, get ahead of this, that uh, Russell Brand is, in fact, a dangerous truth teller uh, because he's gotten too close to the truth. Some horrifying plants have taken place. Some stories have been inserted. Uh, and anything that he did in the past, such as have consensual relationships with multiple people, he was very promiscuous in his past, as oftentimes superstar celebrities uh, are. And he's been very open about being a ex-drug addict as well as an ex-sex addict. And because of that, he did have lots of promiscuous sexual encounters, but they were all consensual, according to Russell Brand. 
A lot of people are weirded out by Russell Brand's arc. Isn't it strange how Russell Brand basically reinvented himself multiple times? He went from being kind of like this uh, stand-up comedian to very edgy, sex-pest-style, MTV-style host on Channel 4 and other stuff like that, uh, into superstar stand-up, into uh, fucking, uh, you know, doing American comedies, and then, boom, does a complete reboot and starts becoming this guy who's, like, deeply concerned about the housing uh, issues that are taking place in the UK and kind of seems to be this really kind of, like, hardcore left-wing political activist Let's see what he's all about. Now he's telling these like news stories about how terrible conservatives are and British conservatives particularly. And he's doing it all on this show called The Trues. And now he decided he doesn't want to do that anymore. The show's going away and it's disappeared. And now, oh shit, he's rebranded himself once again and he's coming out this time. And now he's this kind of like new wave guru who's really into interviewing, hanging around, palling with, and speaking on the behalf of a lot of far right figures on a regular basis. Some left ones and then some actual progressive ones but for the most part right-wingers right-wing ideology and basically repeating a lot of pro-trump talking points anti-vax hysteria anti-vax conspiracy theories usually big pharma in the form of anti-vaccines kind of stuff supporting a lot of uh let's just say uh, authoritarian regimes and governments such as Bashir al-Assad uh usually taking a position that Bashir al-Assad is actually quite uh misunderstood and it's usually part of maybe western imperialism and that's the reason why people take uh, a negative aspect to uh, you know parts of his administration that kind of stuff essentially repeating the gray zone doing the Jimmy Dore stuff nothing that like you don't see a million times on the internet one of the reasons why i just want to fucking completely uh pull the rug out from under the conspiracy theory that russell brand is in fact some deep truth teller and that's why they came for him is completely absurd because like the dude just reads gray zone on his show that's that's it i mean the gray zone for all their faults aaron matey max blumenthal they're all fucking assholes of the highest caliber and they're all fucking you know consistently pushing out conspiratorial garbage um, they don't have multiple accusations of raping multiple people suddenly just levied against them because they got too close, too close to the deep state. Uh, and you can look to a lot of people, Jimmy Dore included, right? Uh, they say all the same things that you can find Russell Brand saying. Russell Brand is not unique to any of the information that he's putting forward. Again, he doesn't even come up with some of it. He just sits there and reads articles from other sources. He's like, oh, you're 14, 14 to the gray zone, 14, never call you. We got a case here. The ivermectin don't kill the queen, Right. The guy is not fucking some incredible, uh, you know, even like people who right now are defending Russell Brand using Julian Assange as like the comparison being like, is there any surprise that people like Julian Assange and Russell Brand got too close to the truth and blah, blah, blah. For Julian Assange, at least you could make a case that what he has done in his career, as well as what he has leaked publicly, can challenge and threaten people in positions of power or structures of power. Fine, you at least get that. Russell Brand turns on a fucking webcam and he's like, Why fought the queen don't die and fucking die from the vaccine? Oh, for my beautiful bloody wonders. What do you think about that? Thought I'd like you subscribe for like that's it. Clean up your room. Uh, that's that's the whole fucking thing. You're you're, you're not like, oh my god. He's saying things no one else has the bravery to say. You know they're going to come for him soon. This truth teller, this absolute fucking truth teller, this Russell Brand, he's telling it like it is. It's one of the reasons why I hate so much of the fucking clown shoes left or the the whole like let's brown like red brown alliance. Let's align ourselves um, with people because there's no war but the class war and we're ideologically united. And then these people aren't obsessed with identity politics, even though all they talk about is fucking identity politics. But they're secretly really, really not obsessed with identity politics and the very ideas that it's just it's the shit libs. 
themselves. It's the shitlibs. The shitlibs are the ones who are trying to basically convince all of you at home that, like, you know, Big Pharma is a good thing when they're not a good thing, okay? And maybe, you know, the war in Syria, this whole Bashir al-Assad, he's kind of misunderstood. And maybe he didn't actually gas his own citizens. Have you ever considered that? Maybe that's just part of Western hegemonic imperial conspiracy theories in order to try and control you and manipulate you because the deep state and the elites are the ones controlling all of us. And that's why I'm the only person who's willing to tell you the truth by reading this article by the gray zone on my show every fucking day nah nah like like please like i i hope enough people saw through this immediately that they were just like oh yeah <laughs> fuck this jabroni am i right uh and so it's not a surprise that a renowned sex pest who was already rumored to have been fucking you know potentially a sexual assaulter uh has a long long list of people who it turns out uh, are now credibly accusing him of everything from sexual assault to rape and grooming including the grooming and rape of a 16-year-old. Uh, before any of this got released by the mainstream media, aka Channel 4 and The Times, who had been investigating this story for over a year, uh, I saw that this video had come out. This video you see before you, I'm going to quickly play a little bit of it, and this was what you call in the biz getting ahead of the story. Now, this isn't the... Now, this isn't because he wanted to get ahead of the story before the story even broke because he really, really is the truth teller in this. And just, you know, because he said at first, it's clear that this is part of a conspiracy. Weird how this keeps happening. Like I've said, the Matrix keeps coming for dudes who have a history of either being fucking sex pests, sexual assaults, misogynists, and also don't challenge any actual structural power. But it's weird how then the Matrix will come for you, you know, like anyone else. Um, it's because the newspapers reached out to him and said to both him and his legal team, Russell Brand, we are running a story on you in eight days time. We are asking you for a comment on the following things. Here's a list of our questions. If you are not going to answer our questions, we will say in our article that you refuse or decline to comment. But here's what we know and here's what we're going to release. With that eight-day timeline, he knew that right before the day, the eighth day, no surprises came out the night before, he could try and get ahead of the story by spinning it in such a way as you see before you. Usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel but amidst this litany so already already we know that because we have the article i'm going to show it i've read the article in full i have not watched the channel 4 documentary exclusive which i will give to all of you because i am for today and today only located in the uk definitely i i'm on i surprise brought the set with me we're in the yeah so uh, thanks to the technology i'm going to be able to watch the exclusive channel 4 documentary that you may not have access to if you live outside of the uk but we we got it because of that of That's astonishing serious. rather baroque attacks are some very sorry i can't oof. rather baroque attacks yeah yeah, but did you, were you and your lawyer feeding this through ChatGPT and they were like, you know, what other words could we use? Very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. Okay. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always trying. What just happened there? Did you see that? Did you see this? 
consensual. I was always transparent about that. Then. Always consensual. I was always. Slow this down all the way. That time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consent. That is wild to me. Not evidence of anything other than, hey, your production team, that has got to be one of the wildest fucking cuts you could think of. When you are accused of grooming and raping people, the statement, the part where he says that the sex that he had had with the potential survivors and or victims in this case was consensual, you let one cut run. You don't jump cut that part. Because you'll get fucking people like me on the internet being like, why would you do that? <laughs> That's wild. You have infinite takes, infinite editing, all the ability in the world to oversee this project because this is the first time the public's really getting a... What's all this, then? What's going on, what's going on over here? This is quite nice. Interesting, that. Yeah. So, Russell Brand. What's Russell Brand been up to? I haven't heard that name in quite some time, I do say. And sure. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? Mm. Particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, mm -hmm. like with Joe Rogan, when he dared mm. to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of. Right, right. So wait, what? Uh, with Joe Rogan, so there was the 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 whole Joe Rogan uh, is super racist. Uh, here's the compilation of him being super, and then he admitted because there was a lot of it on camera and words, really racist jokes, you know, Planet of the Apes stuff. That's thing. So he admitted that he was super racist, and then he was like, "Oh, I, I deeply apologize. I said a lot of racist shit back in the day. I'm changed. I realized why that was fucked up." Uh, there's also the apologies that he had to make multiple times because he kept platforming cranks who just objectively had no idea what they were talking about and were passing incredibly dangerous medical misinformation to his audience of 11 million people, which can result in people getting sick and dying. So Spotify was like, "Naughty, naughty." You know, you kind of have to have to do a little something, something about that oh you're talking about cnn though when cnn said he was just fucking railing the horse paste getting all fucking zooted on horse paste yeah that's true uh cnn uh did did falsely say that he was taking horse paste when he was correctly actually taking ivermectin for humans as prescribed to him by one of his amazing hollywood doctors so uh he was taking ivermectin for humans uh the part that is still fake is that it had any potential outcome that was positive in relation to his treatment of COVID-19. Uh, there's absolutely no conclusive science. In fact, the science is pretty conclusive in the opposite direction that ivermectin cannot prevent uh, or stop people from getting COVID-19, nor can it cure it once people actually do contract COVID-19. So that's that's where the science relies on the Joe Rogan thing. And we saw a spate of headlines from media outlets across the world using the same language. I'm aware that you guys have been saying in the comments for a while, watch out, Russell, they're coming for you. You're getting too close to the truth. Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago there was a spate of articles. Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these kind of spaces and these kind of voices. And I mean, so wild. 
Um, you got out right away. And this video, since it came out before the news article came out, I saw this the night before and I was like, oh, damn. So Russell Brand has some pretty heavy, probably rape accusations coming his way or something related to that. There's going to be that. It's dropping pretty soon. Clearly, this is someone who was asked for comment by a press org. And then he got that like, OK, we're going to be running with this in eight days. Your call. What do you want to do? And now this is his I'm getting ahead of the story. And what's the spin? going to be on this one well the spin seems to be that he's getting too close to the truth he's telling the real stories and because of that the deep state may have predicted decades ago that he was going to have a successful youtube channel career pivot and change and that because of his successful youtube channel talking about the big pharma into the future and his potential alliance with a lot of right-wing figures uh conspiracy theories and thoughts that it was essential that they plant and or have him meet a 16 year old teenager uh for him to groom be because then years later that accusation could come out but but then it could be proven that he in fact uh was consensually having a relationship with a 16 year old who they pre-planted knowing that in the future the the truth would come out and he would tell it all and, and that had to had to be um covered up that is uh the possibility a i i could put occam's razor before you because again uh the evidence in the opposite direction because this this all happened the night before right this was all friday night this is this is as much information as is available to anyone friday night and of course everyone quote tweet draw tweet fucking every right winger across the fucking aisle who had two seconds went really hard into this immediately you know you got your lauren chen's being like oh does anyone believe this caleb Moppin is like oh first they came for assange blah 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 all this kind of shit and jimmy Dore, like you can totally tell the narrative that is told immediately when someone starts talking to you all that shit that max blumenthal too every single one of them has already done their whole bit as has every other right winger who's more than happy to fucking see russell brand spewing nonsense we got dave rubin we got fucking steven crowder me too mafia goes for russell brand rapist or target for telling the truth yeah it's already hey do you remember this play when it was done by elon musk when elon musk was like hey uh by the way uh i'm a right winger uh well okay i'm a republican because i don't trust these democrats the democrats are really bad people they will lie to you that's why i'm a republican now and everyone's like oh wow that's wild he became a republican and he's like since becoming a republican the democrats have now started trying to uh, destroy me and that's why uh, they will be planting stories very shortly and then it's like that's wild he said that and then whoa the next day this news article came out about how he believes in equinomics and that he actually tried to sexually assault some of his employees and he also impregnates his employees and he's impregnated one of his subordinates that's wild that that came out directly after he said that was going to come out also kind of strange how in the story about the whole trading horses for hand jobs thing they said that they asked him for a comment and the exact amount of time that they said that he had to respond in a comment he's now utilized effectively as a strategy in order to flip the whole thing around and now it seems as if the deep state is coming for him because that's what the de democratic operatives do because he's going to release what's that oh the twitter files crazy how this all lines up perfectly at, at the same time but like that's what they do the matrix comes for you when you're the richest man on the planet these people these russell brands these these elon musks they're not threatening the structures of power they're upholding them
in some cases, in the case of an Elon Musk or a Tucker Carlson or Andrew Tate, many people who came to Russell Brand's defense right away. He had the, the like the alleged rapist uh, Avengers assemble all of a sudden. It's like, yes, Elon Musk uh, is saying that he supports Russell Brand. Ian Miles Chong is saying that he is a good judge of character. He supports Russell Brand. Andrew Tate, also good judge of character. He supports Russell Brand. Look at that. One after the other coming out, supporting supporting Russell Brand because uh, this is the uh, the people who you want on your side. Again, this was all Friday. Friday, and this is the extent to which we knew. And I never thought this story was going to be as fucked up as it was when it dropped the next day. But holy fuck. Like, as soon as I saw that this was not only an article that had multiple outlets who had been coordinating. And Channel 4, it's pretty obvious why they decided once they learned, I'm sure, along the, the investigation that this was a true story, that they were like, we need to participate in this. We have, you know, obviously, in one way or another some culpability for platforming this man for such a long time and giving him one of the environments in which it seems as if he was utilizing it to potentially rape and groom people uh we got to be a part of this so that's maybe channel four i don't know that's me reading into it completely i didn't know that it was going to contain hundreds of uh witnesses and interviews and testimonies um of which obviously taking place in the uk If you're not aware of this, UK libel laws are incredibly intense. They're taken incredibly seriously and you don't really fuck with them in the UK the way you can in some other countries, right? Like in the UK, there's a lot of room for people to come after you specifically for things like slander, libel, completely uh, misconstruing things. So when you're writing a year-long investigative report and again, interviewing hundreds of potential witnesses and then cooperating on the record that there are thousands of emails, text messages, phone calls, and medical records from a number of different witnesses of which their own testimonies also sync up with, say, their attendance in rape crisis centers and that there are logs and records of that as well. This is comprehensive as fuck. This this is a lot more serious than, you know, even the simple one person has now come forward to say that this person is an accused rapist. Like you, you do get those stories and you should believe those stories. But we as a society, unfortunately, we don't. Uh, my heart goes out to fucking half the human race who, who were making all these posts about how they fucking as a woman, I hate seeing yet another prominent fucking uh, lifelong career sexual assaulter alleged uh, come out where no one was willing to talk about them and no one was willing to come forward and go on the record about them, even though everyone seemed to know it. And there was just a massive industry secret and people were warning other people, especially female comedians who warn other female comedians about, hey, you should stay away from this person because they have a long history of sexual assault. That's not just in the comedy world, by the way, if you didn't know this already, uh, gentlemen. But women have a lot of different communities online, uh, whether they be through forums, Reddit threads, Discord accounts, where they try to warn about people in their own industries who may be sexual predators and sexual assaulters and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, that was one of the areas in which it was apparently, according to the logs and the information and the stuff presented in this article the next day, very extensively known that Russell Brand was a perpetual sex pest predator and potential sexual assaulter and to worry about him and that he did in some cases of uh, predilation for younger teenage girls. Uh, and that was one of the problems with him. So before this even came out, this was all anyone had to go on. And holy fuck, did the right ever show their asses? And like, not just the right, by the way, people haven't ended this whole, like, uh, how are you still to this? Like when the, the amount of information that has come out about this, the fact that we're still getting people uh, posting like, yeah, here's here's today's thing from Maximum Fall. If Russell Brand had just made the requisite celebrity pilgrimage to Zelensky, 
and kept his mouth shut about the Covidians, he would have dodged his bullet. this bullet. Whatever the merits of the allegations might be, this much is obvious. What much is obvious? You don't even know what the merits are, what are the allegations? You don't know anything about this case, and you're already going fucking onto your account with, what, 300 or whatever million fucking followers that Max Blumenthal has, getting out there, no, sorry, not 300, like 300,000, but just getting out there and fucking straight up being like, well, I don't know, if the dude had praised Zelensky, no one would be saying shit about him. What are you talking about? Again, like, if you all think, because this is the, the like, there's two stories that are going to uh, are going to go on here, two narratives, right? One narrative is a year-long investigative report by multiple news outlets that interviewed, again, hundreds of testimonies, hundreds of witnesses, has thousands of pieces of evidence that they are preparing to go on the record of because they can now, they're now opal, oh, sorry, open to a lawsuit. Russell Brand, if he wants to, can now sue these outlets to say that this is all fabricated lies uh, to damage my character and they're both going to have to present evidence to the contrary. The burden of proof is going to then be on them as it is in the UK. Very fucked up. So before someone signs off on stories of this size, you best believe, and I know this because for small little stories that I've, say, written and been published in the Daily Beast for, you go through lawyers. You go through checks and balances. You go through first an editor who says, hey, I don't even want to try this one because we don't have enough evidence to present it, to a legal team who trimmed the fat out of your article like my my original article versus what was published blah, 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 all the way down through a legal team because there's just parts that they're like we don't want to um there's this one is simply uh the evidence uh, that you presented is a uh, reddit link so that's not enough to be able to provide you know substantiated uh direct evidence of this potentially you need another news source if not you need a direct source and things like that right so for them to go to this extent the two camps. One is that there are multiple women who have now credibly accused Russell Brand and had parts of their story cooperated either through medical exams, testimonies, other witnesses that he in fact is a groomer rapist and they have stories of him raping them uh, and grooming children. And that's the one potential story. The other one is that because Russell Brand is successful YouTuber. Uh, and talks about a lot of issues uh, that could potentially threaten the deep state as we know it. Uh, they have planted this story in order to threaten his potential voice and reach. So these are the two narratives that are now before you, right? Those are the two that you're going to have to decide between what does the evidence point in which direction for and why. In my voice, along with your voice. I don't mind them using my books and my stand-up to talk about my promiscuous consensual conduct in the past. What I seriously refute are these very, very serious criminal allegations. Also, it's worth mentioning that there are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narratives that these two mainstream media outlets... So that, when hearing, you're like, oh, interesting, okay, we have something here. Um, what I saw as presented evidence in that so far is that one person who's come forward said that their testimony in relation to Russell Brand was not used the article and they said positive things about Russell Brand. That is not evidence of refuting the stories of survivors. I hope everyone understands this. If someone comes forward and says, yeah, so I was interviewed for the story. I said nice things about Russell Brand. They never published my part. Okay, it's a story. The story is telling the parts of the story the journalists are in this case that they want to. That, that that is not ref refutation of other people's testimony or evidence that's a, that's the non-admission of your statement which is just a character statement as in russell brand's a good guy it's it's the ashton kutcher mila kunis uh, of defenses here right well yeah but there was a person who said that russell brand didn't rape them like they hung out with russell brand and they weren't raped and it's like okay so here's yeah again if you want to put that forward as evidence that's not refuting the statements made by other people. That's very different. And in that same article, by the way, they referenced the fact that they reached out to Russell Brand's lawyers to ask for this and then was provided. 
to be like, and the lawyers stated that there are evidence testimony that directly refutes that of the actual survivors in this case. None of it has been provided so far. ...are trying to construct, apparently, in what seems to me to be a coordinated attack. Now, I don't want to get into this any further because of the serious nature of the allegations, but I feel like I'm being attacked, and plainly they are working very closely together. We are obviously going to look into this matter because it's very, very serious. In the meantime, I want you to stay close, stay awake, but more important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. Creepy. So this article drops the next day, and like I said, it's really bad. Really bad. Uh, I'm not even saying this is someone who's obviously, you know... On this show, we've had to cover so many prominent celebrities, YouTubers, you name it, and many politically aligned ones who at one point or another suddenly have volumes, if not incredibly high amounts of cooperated testimonies about potential sexual assault, potential abuse, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I've covered Andrew Callahan of Channel 5 extensively on the show. I'm very way more politically associated uh, with the, the views of Channel 5 or so I thought, uh, and had to cover how horrifying a a lot of the accusations towards him were and uh yeah there's there's I, there's no one on the left who shies away from reporting on you know lifelong career potentially alleged rapists uh simply because they happen to be on their side politically that's just not a reality uh it's it's actually the inverse of that i've noticed i've noticed the right uh refuses to talk about people once it's uh, revealed that they have a whole host like the list of fucking like pedogate pedocon pedo whatever you want to call it at this point like the the, the pedo theory that every fucking accusation is an admission of guilt is just by day and day piling ever so high that like you know who amongst the right at this point has not actually been accused of fucking uh rape pedophilia abuse uh you know uh sexual assault um fucking uh, abusing their co-workers exposing themselves to their co-workers exposing themselves to other people all this kind of shit just on a repeated basis it's like oh yep yet another priest oh yet yet another right-wing politician yep oh yet yet, yet another right-wing media figure doing that old same fucking here it happens again and again and again. So, yeah, this is not uh, simply the fact that Russell Brand happens to be Russell Brand and Russell Brand happens to be aligning with the fucking combination of the far right and the clown shoes left. It's 100% that this is a really, really bad fucking report to come out. Again, this is a uh, an over a year long investigation uh, for direct witnesses claiming that Russell Brand uh, either raped or groomed them. One of them was 16 years old at the time. Uh, there are hundreds of witness testimonies to corroborate this. There are medical records to corroborate this. There are women who, after the fact that they were sexually assaulted by Russell Brand, attended rape crisis centers. And then there are actual, uh, you know, corroborated medical evidence of that happening as well. Uh, there's also thousands upon thousands of emails, text messages, uh, testimonies uh, that uh, both of these major media outlets are going through the process of going on the record with. That's a lot of shit. That's that's a lot of shit that's really bad. When you go through the list of this in this article, the accusations are absolutely horrifying. Uh, I'll just read the very start here. One woman alleges that Brand raped her against a wall in Los Angeles. She was treated at a rape crisis center on the same day, according to medical records. Text messages show that in the hours of leaving his house, she told Brand that she'd been scared by him and felt taken advantage of, adding, when a girl says no, it means no. Brand replied, saying he was, quote, very sorry. 
Second woman alleges that Bran assaulted her when he was 31 and she was 16 and still in school. Uh, she had referred to her as the, quote, the child during an emotionally abusive and controlling relationship that lasted for three months, one that Bran once forced his penis down her throat, making her choke. She says she tried to push him off and she said she had to punch him in the stomach to make it stop. A third woman claims that he sexually assaulted her while she worked with him in Los Angeles and that he threatened to take legal action if she told anyone about the allegation. The fourth described being sexually assaulted by Bran and him being physically and emotionally abusive towards her. All of them said they felt ready to speak only after being approached by reporters. Several said they felt compelled to do so given Bran's newfound prominence as an online wellness influencer with millions of followers on YouTube and other sites. The others have accused him of physical and emotional abuse, sexual harassment, and bullying. Most of the women who do not know each other have chosen to remain anonymous. So a lot going on there that kind of flies in the face of the early fucking song and dance that you always get when these prominent cases come out of, hey, these women are all doing it for the rape fame. Nothing gets you more famous than lying about being raped by a famous celebrity, except none of them want to be identified. So that part's unusual, even though I have yet to see a single case of someone whose career was single-handedly made by a false accusation of sexual assault. Uh, over the past few years, reports have interviewed hundreds of sources who knew or worked with Bran, ex-girlfriends and their friends and family, comedians and other celebrities, people who worked with him on radio and TV, senior staff at the BBC, Channel 4, and other media organizations. Along with these interviews, reporters have seen private emails, text messages, submitted freedom of information requests, viewed medical and therapist notes, scrutinized Bran's books and interviews, and watched and listened to hundreds of hours of his shows on the BBC, Channel 4, and YouTube to cooperate the allegations. Bran, who is 48 now, has managed to maintain his fame for the past two decades through reinvention. First as a stand-up comedian known for debauchery, before becoming a primetime Channel 4 TV host, BBC radio star, Hollywood actor, and more recently a wellness guru and anti-establishment influencer with millions of followers online. Throughout his career, Bran's material has acknowledged his sex addiction and he's also publicly joked about his predatory behavior and sex life. These were rumors of more sinister behavior said to be discussed as an open secret by senior TV and radio executives and amongst female comedians who warned each other of his behavior, but the women involved previously felt unable to speak out. This story is now public for the first time, shine a light on Bran's mainstream or mistreatment of women behind closed doors and on the industries that enabled him. The Times and the Sunday Times gave Bran eight days within which to reply to the detailed allegations, including information to enable him to recall the alleged incidents. Lawyers for Bran initially said that they were not in a position to provide any response to the allegations because they had posed a large litany of questions and had intentionally chosen to anonymize the names of the women. They characterized this as deliberate as part of a preconceived strategy aimed at damaging their client. They said the publication was a concerted campaign. Their client believes that there is a deeply concerned agenda to all of this, namely the fact that there is an alternative media broadcaster competing with mainstream media. Press to provide a full response, the same lawyers did not reply. And again, there's nothing that Russell Brand has ever reported on or talked about on his show that you cannot find either on the Jimmy Dore show or on the Grey Zone publication. The Grey Zone goes into far further depth than Russell Brand ever has on the so-called quote-unquote reveals of the deeply entrenched Imperial U.S. war machine and how they cooperate with big tech on a repeated basis. That's all for the Grey Zone audience to see on a repeated basis. And yet I don't see Max Blumenthal and Aaron Matei having four different women come forward to say that they were grooming and raping them. If anyone who's getting too close to the truth and is willing to reveal the secrets of the deep state, uh, if that is the uh, pre- uh, fucking cursor to suddenly having the deep state come after you by planting children 10 years ago in your past for you to have groomed and raped and then reveal those and then you try to defend yourself by saying well yes but it was a consensual relationship with a 16 year old again uh that's pretty fucking i don't know loose as an argument or a defense to say the least 
When given further opportunity to respond, Bran broadcasts a statement on his YouTube channel saying amidst the litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks, there are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. He said his relationships have always been consensual. He accused the mainstream media of coordinating an attack and said there are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narrative. The Sunday Times asked his lawyers for the evidence referred to, but no answer was provided. That one's kind of like, eh. He sent a card to my school to take me out of lessons. Uh, so this article goes into very, very long detail of all of the accusations against Russell Brand. Uh, I'm sure you've seen a whole bunch of them by this point. Uh, I'm going to play, because I haven't seen it for the Channel 4 uh, documentary that just came out. Uh, because for one day and one day only, I'm in the UK, luckily. Uh, Rachel Gilmiller did a video on Russell Brand. Yeah, hers is good too. Maybe I'll play that and I'll just fill up my soda and then we'll watch the documentary. All right, here's Rachel Gilmore with some facts. Let's talk about Russell Brand. More specifically, let's talk about how conspiracy culture helps allegedly bad dudes get away with allegedly very bad things. Before getting into this, I want to acknowledge the women who came forward. You are so brave and so many of us stand with you. One of the things that makes coming forward so painful is how many people will deny you your own truth. But in the age of conspiracy culture, some men have popularized a particularly scary way of doing this. Enter Russell Brand. See, for years now, Brand has been conditioning and grooming his audience to take his word alone as the truth. He regularly shares conspiracies and misinformation with his audience, telling them to stay awake and stay free. He also tells them not to believe pretty much anyone else. When you have millions of followers and a big old chunk of them think only you tell them the truth, that's a powerful tool. So naturally, when the allegations emerge, Brand suggested there is a quote, serious and concerted agenda to control what he called my voice along with your voice. He also said, quote, I feel like I'm being attacked and plainly, they are working very closely together. He's neither the first nor the last to use this tactic. Andrew Tate responded to his own criminal charges by alleging the Matrix was coming after him. As Naomi Klein said, quote, This knee-jerk denialism is precisely why people with plenty of skeletons in the closet love conspiracy culture. They have a built-in defense against accountability. It's all a conspiracy, always. And that, my friends, is one of the many dangerous aspects of the disinformation crisis. What do you think of all this? Good video. I'm just two seconds curious what um, Crowder, who just recently got divorced, had to say. Self. I made fun of him for a long time back when he was a well-known liberal. He had the True's News on YouTube. And, and, and him, him and I, well, really, I just went after him pretty hard. But two things can be true. Someone can have lived a life, a full life, a very promiscuous life, a life where they were a drug addict and have been very transparent about it and not be a rapist, not be a criminal. And we need to be- Fucking thanks. <laughs> I just, I need to educate all of you, my audience, okay? Now, uh, you guys, obviously, from the style of stuff that I do on a repeated basis, you might not know this, but I just want to get ahead of this one right away, okay? So, um, you can not be a rapist and, and also be a liberal and, and report on the news and do all that kind of stuff and not be a massive rapist. You could both can be true. I know. Be able to separate those things. That's why we have Mug Club. Look, they've gone after Brian Callen. They've gone after Nick DiPaolo. They've now gone after Gerald, of course, yours truly, including my lawyers. Absolutely, uh, Alex Jones. Too, but it was close enough. Yeah, it was right close enough. Well. Yeah, with you, it was like me grossed. <laughs> <laughs> and what they want. I mean, I don't recall you all getting directly sued, but you've definitely been exposed by a lot of former employees, a lot, like a fuck ton of former employees being like, you were exposing yourself constantly to the staff, like constantly. 
You were sexually assaulting the staff, physically putting your dick on the staff. I mean, I don't even need to know whether or not those stories are true. We do have the footage of Steven Crowder making his staff dress in drag, going to public drag performances, where he then would make out with his staff members, rub his staff member's penis above his pants in front of children while they were present. So we, we know that, that that one is actually totally true. To do with these people, these character assassinations, is, is they want to combine things that are gross personal details that no one really wants from their personal lives revealed and they want to use that to change your perception of someone so that you are scared off from defending them that's why mug club exists yeah. i don't care what unless you're a murderer rapist or pickpocket you're welcome here we will stand in the pocket for you because if they're if they come for russell brand they are coming for you next and it is very convenient it's very convenient that they're coming after russell brand here now mm. once he started speaking out against the establishment he used to what Oh, did he do his first show on Monday and then by Friday they were like, whoa, whoa, too much truth telling. Release the plants. Yeah, the stories are coming out. Be a portion of the media establishment. But there are also some other forces at play as far as the media, as far as these reporters, and as far as their, their MOs. So we have some exclusive information on that. And um, look, you comment below. Which high profile figure do you think they're going? Oh, Ben Shapiro. Russell Brand was 30 and she was apparently 16. Now in the United States, crime. Not in the UK, not crime. The educants, F. It's always a matter of time with the right, hey? Just the very people who spend all day making fun of fucking LGBTQ plus folk. All day slandering them, misrepresenting, lying, just saying the worst possible things about them simply for existing. All day. Groomers, pedophiles, pedophiles, groomers, groomers, pedophiles. Okay, so. Uh, theoretically, uh, let's just say, for the sake of argument, um, what if mm, she was 16 it's legal in the UK? Alice, whose name we have changed to protect her identity, now realizes she wasn't fine. During a relationship that lasted for about three months when Brand was a BBC radio presenter, she says he referred to her as the child and alleges he became increasingly controlling and then emotionally and sexually abusive. So at this time, Brand was 30 and she was apparently 16. Okay, now... In the United States, crime. In the UK, not crime. The age of consent in the UK is 16. And apparently Brand ascertained that she was 16 by asking her and checking. Which means scuzzy, scumbaggy behavior, sure. Criminal behavior, no. If you're, again, in the UK. And the age of consent changes from states. I would prefer the age of consent be 18. But. Oh, thanks. Brave. Good job. This is, sorry, your claim is that it it's technically illegal so what about all the rape accusations? Because it's not just that she was 16. So I'm glad you find that gross. It's that she was 16 and he raped her. One of, one of the four women claiming that. Not that they were all 16, but that he sexually assaulted or abused them. I'm going to be going after next. It never stops. It never stops. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how good right. you are. They will find something in your past life your personal history they'll find something that maybe you're self-conscious about period and they will but again can everyone remember and and can can we focus for two seconds that what secrets has russell brand revealed i know i saw those like those tweets where people are like hey russell brand like many other people he's he, he's he's come too far he's he's told too much truth by the way, all these tweets that have come out now. Are you a teen or age between 13 and death? Vote here to honor your tireless years of pelvic ballet. After all the years of free orgasms, a chance for teenagers to give me something back. Vote here. Is there a vote for me in the Teen Choice Awards 
by the way. Mr. Brand wants you to wants you to vote for him in the Teen Choice Awards. Notice a pattern: Russell Brand, Andrew Tate, the Spanky Tanky, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, yeah, uh, the pattern you're thinking of, not a good one. I'm sorry, are these all just revealing the truthers? You know, like Andrew Tate. Yes, he's powerful. People keep pointing out to me on, on Twitter because they're a little confused by this. They're like, I don't think you know the reach that Andrew Tate has, but there are little kids who are actually saying the things he's saying. Yeah, but he does have a massive reach. I, I'm saying that he is not threatening structural power. He's, he's not threatening white supremacy, patriarchy, capitalism, none of those things. He's profiting handsomely off capitalism by upholding patriarchy. That's what the Andrew Tates of the world are doing. When they're selling these fucking shitty ass courses to dudes and just like grifting guys. They're fucking man haters. A lot of them profiting off it deeply. That's what's happening there. Same thing here with like it's Russell Brand. It's like, oh my God, uh, he's 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 upholding or he's he's questioning power. If he's just like ivermectin is actually the secret cure that no one lets you talk about, and big pharma is trying to suppress the secret cure from you learning about how to actually like, you know, cure all disease thanks to ivermectin and stuff like that. Ivermectin is mass-produced by a very small amount of surprise big pharmaceutical companies, so they do make a lot of profit from people buying ivermectin. There are a lot of people who need ivermectin to cure things like parasites, which is really, really good at curing. Same thing with animals. You may need the pace in order to cure parasites they may have. In that, it's very effective. Does nothing for the COVID-19. Yes, these are two different things. And so by you telling people that it's a secret thing that has been covered up by the government, it's uh, bullshit nonsense that has no bearing in reality and can get people hurt as well as benefits big pharma, ironically. So none of that in that entire thing was like a big, oh, shit. Oh, oh, Russell, he's calling out power. Look at that shit. He's calling out big pharma. That's why they came after him. You know, he done talked about the my ivermectin. It's like, no, no, none of that. None of that has done anything. I like to have it off, right? As sort of, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's cheesy idea of sex. Sex, the love of it, the dogged, unashamed pursuit of it, Russell Brand's thing. I'm really crap at this, aren't I? You're lovely, you're fine. Just go with it. Don't try and fight it. I have to say that every day. <laughs> the core of his act, an act which made him one of Britain's best-known comedians and actors. What I do is I make absolutely sure that it is a woman, then go for it. It saw him become the host of Channel 4's Big Brother spin-off. Welcome to Big Brother's E-Forum. One of the stars of BBC Radio. It even took him to Hollywood. Now tonight, offstage, it sees him accused of rape, sexual assault, controlling and abusive behaviour, Uncovered in a major investigation by Channel 4 Dispatches, The Times, and The Sunday Times. He's grabbing at my. Anarchy Feminist, thank you. Warning. The descriptions from the victims in the doc are really intensely upsetting. I couldn't watch it. You maybe don't want to. I will be watching it, but thank you very much for the sub. I appreciate it. All right, this is not the actual doc, by the way. This is just like talking about the documentary itself. We have to go to. Dispatches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Time out, comedian of the year, Russell Brand. What about? I like it. If you if you are a fella and you do know you do have. 
you know, a dinkle, etc., is quite nice. Them blowjobs, what you get sometimes, never suggest it. If, you know, if the girl does it, they ain't suggested it. I like them blowjobs, right, where it goes in their neck a little bit. I would never suggest it. <laughs> I wouldn't suge I've not suggested it. It's the other idea. Them blowjobs where it goes, oh, 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 that noise. <laughs> nice. No, I wouldn't suggest it. Be wrong to suggest it. <laughs> I phoned and I asked to speak to his agent directly, and somebody asked what it was regarding, and I said, that's regarding Russell Brand being a sex offender. He's grabbing at my my underwear, pulling it to the side. I'm telling him to get off me, and he won't get off. Like, holding me up against the wall, pushing himself in me. He grabbed me and got me on the bed. I was fully clothed, and he was naked at this point, and he held me down, and he was just aggressively trying to, you know, fuck me. I was like, oh, my God, he raped me. He um, forced his penis down my throat, and I couldn't breathe. It was just choking me. I was crying, and he said, oh, I only want to see your mascara run anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then then blowjobs where mascara runs a little bit. <laughs> Good. Oh. I've never, ever spoken publicly about this before. Russell seems untouchable. It's 2012. Russell Brand, a British comedian from a small town in Essex, has conquered Hollywood. He's just starred alongside Tom Cruise in blockbuster Rock of Ages and is about to embark on a new venture as the host of his own late-night chat show, Brand X. Hello, thank you very much for coming. Welcome to the show. It's called Brand X. I'm completely disgusted in the way you treated me. Sad that I trusted you. Very angry with you and myself for getting sucked into your narcissistic world. Do you know what you put me through? My body through? 
This letter is for me to work through my stuff, not for you. I just needed you to hear me. It positions that as the individual, sorry, a lady uncrossed her legs and I saw up her skirt. And that shows how the human mind works. You can be just about to make a brilliant point about homelessness and the media's service of a corporate agenda. And then you'll see up a woman's skirt and think, well, none of that really matters. He was having a show and it was his very first one in Hollywood. Brand X. I was at the trial run. There was an after party. I'd never met Russell before, ever. And he literally made a beeline for me and said, I want to meet you. We were chatting backstage. He leaned in and kissed me. It was very, very quick. Brand took Nadia's number at the party. I thought I liked Russell Brand because he was a communist. Was he ever actually a communist, though? Like, I, I thought the, like, the most progressive I ever saw Brand being was that phase in between him doing the trues, which was kind of libby. It was kind of like, you know, consistently attacking, like, he did attack labor quite a bit, too, but he was consistently attacking, like, you know, a lot of the conservative right uh, in the UK, and then he was doing the trues news, you know, and then he was also kind of talking, like, when he was a housing advocate, that was, I, I think, the left, the, the furthest left I ever thought Brand was, was when he was just consistently, like, trying to fight all of those new, uh, you know, draconian housing measures that were coming into that one area, and he was actually on the ground and interviewing people, I was like, oh, okay, so Russell Brand is actually maybe kind of left. And then you saw those like two or three interviews when he's talking to someone about like the Iraq war or whatever. And then it actually sounds like somewhat profound. And you're like, oh, so maybe he's actually like figuring shit out. He's on his way. And then he just stopped doing the trues. And when he was doing the trues, all of the like the right hated him. They thought he was like some massive fucking like lefty. And then all of a sudden his whole rebranding thing came out and it was like, this is really flirting with the alt-right all the time. It's just weird. Like, yeah, sometimes you, you you have, like, the Assanges, but then for the most part, it's like this this rotating carousel, you know? Like, you, you, Donald Trump Jr. and shit like Party. that. And they stayed in contact. Yeah, his debates with Candace Owens even I did go around to his place, and we did have sex. He's like, do you want to use a condom or not use a condom? And I'm like, no, absolutely, we're using a condom. And he did respect my wishes then. He does this thing where he glazes over. I don't know what's going on in his head, so it was kind of weird. July 1st, 2012 was when my rape happened. I was out late and he happened to call me and say, I've had a really bad day, please come over. And I, at first I said, no, I'm not going, it's late. And he's like, please come, just come and cuddle with me. So then I gave in and I'm like, okay. The door was unlocked. I just walked into his place. He comes running out of the bedroom naked. He came at me with kisses and stuff, which was kind of fun. And then it wasn't that fun when I couldn't move or I knew what he wanted from me at that point. 
he pushed me right wingers are upset with crowd over verbally abusing his pregnant wife uh not a lot of them I didn't see a lot of the right going after Crowder outside of the people who already hate him because Crowder is one of those right wingers who also just like backstabs everybody because he's just an utter and complete scumbag through and through and an abuser apparently. Up against the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I have a friend here and I, I want you to come into the bedroom. Oh, I'm like, creepy. no, that's not happening. We're not doing that. And I tried to get away from him. I slipped away from the wall. I went to another wall that had a painting on it, a huge painting. My bag got actually stuck underneath that, and it's still on my arm. And at this point, he's grabbing at my, my underwear, pulling it to the side. I'm telling him to get off me, and he won't get off. And he has that glazed look in his eye again. I was very distraught, trying to get out of the house with him being so much taller than me, like holding me up against the wall, pushing himself in me. I couldn't move. And he finally comes and gets off of me and I push him away. He blocks the door. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. Get away from me. And he's like, well, let's calm down. I ran out and I jumped in my car. I was in a daze. Nadia replied later that morning. That same day, Nadia went to a local rape treatment centre to report what had happened. She underwent tests, was given antibiotics and emergency contraception. They took my underwear and obviously the samples Nadia gave staff this detailed account of the incident. She decided not to go to the police. I was just too scared. I didn't want to put my family through that, let alone me through that, with him being famous. Also, I don't know if you all saw the fucking the horrifying people on the internet after the story broke. Because, like, again, this is not, like, one of those stories that when, it, when I was reading the details of it, I was like, oh, holy fuck. This, I was like, this one is so bad. And it's actually, it's pretty comprehensive in how deep it goes into corroborating a lot of a lot of the parts of it. Um, the response is always like, well, then why didn't any of this go to the cops? Well, what, what, what happened to the fucking cops? And I'm like, okay, well, first off, whether or not someone you know, tries to seek criminal charges or restitution through a judge that doesn't change whether or not they were assaulted. That doesn't, like, that That part is, like, that's not a defense, right? You said, well, why wouldn't you just tell the police? It's like, a lot of fucking reasons. Have you ever looked that up, like, statistically, why people might? One, there's barely any conviction rate in the UK. I think it's, like, one of 100 cases uh, we'll see, uh, uh, not only going to court, but see through to a conviction. 
there's that. So you have an incredibly low percentage or chance of it ever, like, you know, seeing uh, justice. Not to mention, what's that going to put you through when immediately every single fucking person is suddenly going to say that you're uh, some kind of, like, star-seeking uh, rape liar? Uh, that That's going to be the immediate response from millions, millions of, of global fans when it comes to this kind of, uh, kind of shit, right? Um, like... Yes, of course, I understand why someone wouldn't want to suddenly seek criminal charges. I'm more interested in whether or not there's enough cooperating evidence in this case to actually point towards him having done uh, all these horrifying acts um, and why people should not be denying when, you know, every single time a victim tries to come forward and explain about it. It's one of those things where it's like, yes, believe all victims because you need victims to come forward and be able to tell their stories. That is not the same thing as every single victim is telling the truth. Those are two separate, like, here is the nuance of this fucking horrifying conversation. When I went in for one of my first therapy sessions, I literally couldn't say the word rape. I had to keep saying sexually assaulted, but by the end of it, I was like, oh my God, he raped me. This was in 2012, but other allegations against Russell Brand go back many years. Hey, what a year it's been for you, Mr. Russell Brand. But ever such a nice time. I sent my resume to one of those agencies that like will place you places. And I was given this interview to work with Russell. The only thing I knew about Russell is that I had watched the NME Awards a week or two before I got this interview. And at the NME Awards, Bob Geldof called him the C word. <laughs> Russell Brand, what a When I met Russell, I was like, oh, this is like weird and refreshing. And it really did seem like he was on his way up. Camden at that time. You know, it was like Amy Winehouse stumbling out of like the Holly Arms. All these like bands that I read in the NME, like hanging out. I'm like going places with Russell. You know, somebody whispering in my ear, oh, do you know who that is? It was an exciting time. I've got to be on the stage, shut up! Russell's been a national comedy tour. He was writing a book. He was writing a weekly column in The Guardian. He had two shows, Big Brother's Big Mouth, one Leicester Square on MTV. On the telly, you look, you look quite cool, but in real life, you look sort of preposterous. Right, I was... <laughs> This is like the... You know what's so wild about this is, is like, I grew up through a lot of this, and yeah, it's, it's wild how different his persona is in different phases of his life. Like, he really went from this kind of, like, hybrid comedian rock star that a lot of people are like, not a lot of people have done that, where they're, like, perfectly situated between this kind of, like, sex symbol comedian, but also, like, he's a stand-up comedian, but he's not that, he's also a rock star, and, 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 like, yeah, but it's all fused into this one unique kind of, you know, British persona and all the that shit. The world I lived in. He always only wore his underwear, his tidy whities I don't think today I would accept like a boss only being in his underwear around me. His favorite subject was him. 
was Russ. He was a narcissist, and it was like almost a joke. I was trying to get his attention because we had had to go somewhere, and I couldn't get him to listen to me. And I literally looked in my bag, found the the schedule, and I said, Russell. And I showed him the picture of his face. And he looked at me, and he smiled, and he's like, oh, you, you get me. I mean, it was just like nonstop, and not to mention a very active sex addiction. Right, so I used to be able to distract myself from feeling embarrassed and ashamed by um, drinking and taking drugs, cheer me up a little bit. Can't do that anymore because I've spoiled it, took too much of it. <laughs> so now, because I can't do that anymore, I like to have it off, right? As sort of, thanks. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's cheesy idea of sex. Brand was a self-proclaimed sex addict, and his promiscuity was celebrated in the tabloid press. You were voted the Sun newspaper's shagger of the year. It was a proud day. <laughs> he went on to win shagger of the year three years in a row. I'm assuming, though, that the, you, 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 have, uh, you take precautions. Um, yeah, I take an awful lot of precautions. What I do is I make absolutely sure that it is a woman, mm. then go for it. He was well known for his controversial sexual humour. I'm really crap at this, aren't I? You're lovely, you're fine. Just go with it. Don't try and fight it. <laughs> I have to say that every day. <laughs> there was no shortage of bookings. Are you in a bra designed by you now? Um, no, but I'm wearing my knickers. Get them off. <laughs> OK. There won't be a point where I go, oh, don't. <laughs> There'll be a point where I go, go on in. <laughs> Come on! Everyone does it. Don't be afraid of your own sexuality. Do be a bit afraid of mine, though. He also creepy, could though. not stop sleeping with women, and he was never satisfied by it. He was never happy. We were at his TV show, One Lester Square, he was like walking this way and he like said, can you get me their numbers? They were members of the audience on his show. I saw a lot of like things that, that if I were to walk into it now, I would say, oh, that's, that's not right. But like back then everything was so normalized. At this time, Brand I mean, normalize is a important way to say that there hadn't been a lot of fucking complete societal discussions about how fucked up everything is, you know? I, there's a long way to go, but goddamn, you keep hearing that thing where it's like, it was just a different time. Yeah, but it wasn't okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Yes, sure. Perhaps was more socially acceptable. Doesn't mean it was okay and or good at any of that shit, you know? It was just as fucked up then. It was more permissible, sure. Worked closely with a small trusted team, including his long-term writing partner, Matt Morgan. There was this one day in particular in Edinburgh Festival, and he was headlining, and we were sitting in a bar with his writing partner and some other people. A producer was with us. He's like, show us, show us some of those pictures. Russell pulled out his phone and he started showing pictures of women and they all were just sort of like giggling at the photos and 
Like these are women who are sending him pictures of their boobs, of you know, naked. And at a certain point, I was like, okay, well, let me see what we're looking at. And I and I leaned in. As he's going through these pictures, he gets to a picture of somebody I knew. It did something to me. It made me feel really sick Fucked to my up. stomach. These are women who aren't expecting to be shown to like the dude's friends, you know? I That's revenge for porn. all these people, these women. I felt shame in that moment. Do you ever worry that there was a lack of consent from any of the women that he might have been sleeping with? I never worried. I saw a lot of women knowing who he was, Shagger of the Year, who willingly were walking into his bedroom. Andrew Wavell, thanks for the tier one. Appreciate it. Andrew Wavell got to tier one. Rape anybody, assault anybody. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't think so. As far as I knew, I mean, what can I possibly know that when I wasn't there, but what I saw. I thought I was very grown up, thought I was very mature, but like I, I knew everything about the world. The law enabled it as well. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be legal for a 16 year old to have a relationship with a man in their thirties. Exceptionally I fucked up. I never felt there was any kind of, uh, power balance at all. It always felt like he had the upper hand. Hearing that kind of shit gets more like weird to me as I get older because I'm like I'm old as fuck and I don't like fucking know teenagers ages like someone's like oh that person's like 20 I was like 20 they look like they're fucking like 16 and then to hear that there's like there's actual 30 year olds who are actually like like being predators towards 16 year olds. I mean, oh, what you thought, bro? Have you seen 40 age of consent? You thought a big deal. You thought what? You thought we? And you're like, well, that, yeah, it's still fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> like, be double someone's age? <laughs> hey, bro, it's legal. Hey, all right. Yeah, I don't make the I laws. Just, I just love him. Followed his lead. I think 21 years old, 13. Yeah. And when I see like uh, someone who is 16, I'm like, that looks like a child. I don't understand. <laughs> like, the fuck? And and by the way, before anyone's like, oh, what is that some kind of like Puritan? No, go have all the consensual sex that you want. Go enjoy it. Go have tons of consensual sex. But like, you know, I'm 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 assuming hopefully if you're like late 30s, you're also having a ton of consensual sex with other people in their late 30s. Like just go enjoy your fucking age appropriate demographics, you know, doesn't have to be with the fucking Well, where am I located? I just need to find what the age of consent laws are in my province and or state. Oh, goody, it's only 17 here. It looks like I got off on the lottery. And you're like, what the fuck, bruh? Like, uh, nah, this is... This is weird as fuck, you know? Exciting what's going on. Ashley is gone next door. No By April 2006. I can find a teenager palatable as romantic partner, let alone a sexual partner. Like, Jesus Christ. I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I have nothing in common that we're going to talk about. <laughs> what about the current trends, you know? <laughs> in, the, in my day, we had Pokemon on the Game Boy and it was black and white. <laughs> Russell Brand was in great demand. 
away from the limelight. At the age of 30, he was starting a relationship with 16-year-old Alice. Here we go. I had a friend that worked in the Leicester Square building that housed MTV. I was coming out of that studio and Russell was coming in. He saw me and he'd asked what my business was there. I'd just been to Topshop. He took the shopping bags from my hands and picked a dress out and he said, OK, you're going to wear that on a date with me. I remember wearing, you know, a red wiggle dress and big platform shoes and had my hair blown out and was wearing makeup, but I didn't look like a woman by any means. I was a child that had got dressed up for dinner. Oh, fucked. It was overwhelming, but I did feel, yeah, I liked, I liked him and I felt a bit giddy. I felt special. I woke up to text messages from him saying that he dreamt that we were married and how happy it had made him. Looking back on the relationship, which started consensually, Alice now feels she was controlled by Brand. He would later joke on stage about his techniques with women. I can pretend to be nice for a little bit of time, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, pretending to be nice. I'm quite nice. I'm not a lot. I'm quite nice. Yeah, come round my house. Yeah, we'll just watch a video. No, it's all right. I'll sleep on the sofa. Right, pretending to be nice. Yeah, no, it's all right. We'll just cuddle. No, we'll just kiss a bit. That's all right. No, I'm not even that interested in sex. We'll just come. I'll just kiss. Yeah, let's watch Wonderful Life on the video. The knobstacle course, I call that. <laughs> I met up with him. We walked through the door. And then again, things got very intense very, very quickly. He was like, so how many people have you had sex with? And I said, no one. Like, I've never had sex with anyone. And he got an erection straight away. And he was like, oh my God, he's like my baby, my baby, and picked me up and cradled me in his arms like a child and was stroking my hair. And he's like, you're like my little dolly. Um, so uh, right-wingers, that's like, that's fucked, right? Right? That's really fucked and weird, right? You know, that, what, what do you call it? Like hardcore, fucked up, pedophile groomer behavior. That's grooming. Grooming? That would be groomer grooming. That sounds like grooming shit, you know? Because I fucking... Y'all won't shut the fuck up about groomers. It's your favorite word. You say it every fucking day. Groomer, 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 groomer. Yeah, so the the 32-year-old, or is he 34 at this point in the story, telling a teenager uh, with a full erection, by the way, that it's his little dolly and little baby and wants to play with his little dolly because she's not had any sexual intercourse in her life. That's fucked, right? Right? This is fucked? Can we, can we all agree? Allegedly, yes. But if true, extremely fucked. Russell engaged in the behaviours of a groomer. Looking back in there, but I didn't even know what that was then or what that looked like. He would try to drive a wedge between me and my parents, taught me to lie to them. Grooming. Grooming. Groomer behaviour. I was at my dad's house and it was 11 o'clock at night. Russell was texting me, he's like, please come over, I need to see you, I'm really upset, like, I need to see you. And I said, I can't, it's, it's late. 
he came up with a scenario where my friend was ill and he made me do these role play conversations with him. He was like, okay, I'm gonna be your dad and you be you. And he would correct me as we went along. He's like, no, you can't say that, your dad's gonna say this. He had a whole script for me. Fucked. Alice recalls how Brand made her feel after she'd had sex with him for the first time. When everything was over, one of his friends came round to the house. They both drove me to the tube station. I felt like a little kid being dropped off somewhere. He reached his hand behind the car seat and was holding my hand behind the seat like my mum does when she's in the car. And it made me feel like, yeah, a little, I felt very small. I felt like a little kid. Yeah, of course you can, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Don't know why that's the bit that... <laughs> I didn't feel like I could advocate for myself in any way, and I also didn't feel like I could argue with a grown-up. I'd only been seeing him a couple of months. I remember he he ran a bath for me and he made me sit. I think um, more people need to see a lot of this and, and hear it firsthand, especially because like, I don't even know is I mean, some fucking ghouls like Steven Crowder are still just because he's an abuser himself. He doesn't give two fucks, right? They're still going to do their shows where it's just like, uh, yeah, this is what happens. You know, you, you get too close to the truth. The deep state tries to cancel you. They try to da 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 like uh, fine couple of you. But I think maybe some amongst the media class who are still saying this is because Russell Brand, uh, you know, had the audacity to stand up for Julian Assange. And it's like, um, have you listened to the accusation? Because it's it's not like you know Russell Brand is 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 just like you know someone was like yes he looked at me the wrong way and then said some mean things and then he slapped my bum he did you know like ten years ago or he was really inappropriate in the office that's for sure everyone knew that he was very horny and really wanted to have sex with everyone it's like hey th th this is someone who when they were sixteen is talking about being manipulated abused physically abused raped. Uh, by Russell Brand as an adult uh, in, in very, very horrifying detail. It's like, this is not a deep state conspiracy. <laughs> it's like, it's really fucked up to try and twist this one into anything other than this is someone who may have abused and raped a child, right? In the bath, then he said he had to leave, but I should stay in the bath for the entirety of him being gone. It was long enough for me to get cold. I got out of the bath and put a towel on. It was like, okay, I'll just, when I hear the door go or the phone go, I'll just jump back in. He was very pleased and elated when he came home and I was still in the bath. Then picked me up and dried me off and then wrapped me up in a robe and like put me on the sofa. Things took a slightly darker turn. I was sat up in the bed up against the headboard and 
he um, forced his penis down my throat and I couldn't breathe, it was just choking me and I couldn't breathe. I was pushing him away, pushing him away and he wasn't, he wasn't backing off at all. And so I ended up having to punch him really hard in the stomach to get him off. And then he like, finally then he like, moved, fell backwards and I was crying and he said, oh, I only want to see your mascara run anyway. <laughs> them, them blowjobs where mascara runs a little bit. <laughs> Good. Where too much saliva is cut. Uh-oh, a lot of spit. Uh-oh. But I wouldn't suggest it. That would be horrible. If I suggested it, now that, that's improper. And then I knew at that point that, like, he didn't care about hurting me physically or emotionally or any of it. He just was, it took me, I was like, I know that it shouldn't take you having to punch someone and to win them. To get them off you, it shouldn't be a physical fight. After that, I just said that I wanted to go to sleep. So I just, like, laid on one side of the bed. And then that was when he got on top of me and held like my mouth open and was just like drooling into my mouth and I was gagging and like try because like trying to fight him off me but he's laying on top of me so I can't like my limbs are trapped underneath him. It is my humble view that there ain't a single sexual act from the humble wank right up to the sexual apotheoses that is bumming that ain't enhanced by spitting. <laughs> There's literally no joke there. That is just a sex tip. And then he held my mouth shut and made me swallow it. And so I was just like gagging and crying. I remember just at that point feeling like everything was very dark. I didn't know why he even wanted me there because it didn't seem like, even doing that stuff didn't seem like it was making him happy. He just seemed angry the whole time and he seemed angry with me and I didn't know what I'd done. It's monster behavior. I think he was very skillful in the start from making his identity be, I'm the womanizer, I'm a sex addict, I'm inappropriate, but it's all just a joke, it's funny. It's, you know, it's a smokescreen for a lot more of his dark behavior. He can keep pushing and being more and more extreme and nobody questions it because it just is, well, that's who he is, that's what he does. That's just Russell. That was very hard to get through. Russell Brand's journey to fame was chaotic. Condoms, do you have condoms here? Women, I want a woman, I want to put my hand in a pussy. In the early 2000s, he was gaining notoriety for his risque on-screen antics. No. Oh no! Oh, I'm ever so sorry. Here, give us a little cuddle. Give us a little cuddle. Borrow us your jeans. 
but his addiction to drugs and alcohol was becoming a problem for those working with Brand. It cost him his show on MTV, and he was sacked from comedian Steve Coogan's feature film, Cruise of the Gods. I've caused all trolls fighting in a lap dancing club. I got into a mad argument with a prostitute in a brothel in Istanbul. None of the others. What was I? You weren't there yet. I know, otherwise I'd have been under your wing. I'd have been safer. Despite Brand's career hanging in the balance, in 2002, he was signed by celebrity agent John Knoll, who sent him for a three-month stint in rehab. Noel discussed this in a 2015 documentary about Brand's life and career. If he carries on the way he's going, he'll be dead in six months. So we pulled his work and put him on the train, and that was the start of Russell in rehab. Brand emerged in early 2003, clean and ready to work, and Noel started putting him up for jobs. I'm Russell! Paving the way for his entry into mainstream television. Hello, this is the return of Big Brother! <laughs> yeah, he's back in this year. Mean! We've got new rules. We've got a new house, 12 new housemates who are going to be taking up residence. Big Brother was a television phenomenon. Millions tuned in every night. It was made by Endemol Productions and commissioned by Channel 4. When the show was in its fifth series, Channel 4 and Endemol launched Big Brother's eForum, a live show about the daily activity in the Big Brother house. Brand was hired as its host. Wow, cheers. Welcome to Big Brother's eForum. I'm Russell Brand. And at the Big Brother was a huge moneymaker for Endemol and the broadcaster, with Series 5 generating £45 million in advertising revenue alone. Brand was now the spin-off show star. But within a few weeks of starting on set, he focused his attention on a junior member of the team. This is a picture of Russell that I took in his dressing room. The cue cards that I've kept, Big Brother's e-forum. This is a photo of the set. That would be us sitting in for rehearsal. I am a piece of wood, I will remind you of Russell. That's the kind of thing that he used to pass to me when we were rehearsing. It was only one of my first jobs. I was a runner. There was a, a real sense for me of being the baby and wanting to make an impression on everybody. If it was a show day, either myself or the other runner was assigned to Russell, getting him into makeup, getting him on set for the show. He had a way of... It's really hard to describe. He, he had a way of making me feel like I was special. Rachel says more senior members of the production team working for Endemol would take advantage of her friendship with Brand. 
Russell used to have days where, you know, he was more approachable than other days. And I think there was definitely an element of not wanting to rock the boat with him too much because of his association with drugs beforehand and the fact that he wasn't that long out of rehab and that he could be quite vulnerable. If the producers or the series producer or director or anyone wanted to get a message to Russell and it perhaps wasn't going to be taken that favorably, they would get me to go in and tell him because they knew that I would soften the blow because they knew that he liked me, that we had uh, a relationship a friendship. So it, de it definitely felt like I became a bit of a pawn. It's really difficult to recall the exact moment that the line was crossed from friendship into something more. One of the memories that is very vivid to me and will forever stick in my mind. I think I m must have gone to see what he wanted for lunch and he saw that it was me and he turned around towards me. I wasn't incredibly close to him, but I saw that he had his penis out of his shorts or trousers and it was in his hands. And he insinuated that I might like to suck his dick. I obviously didn't go and suck his dick. But I also was scared to rock the boat. I was incredibly shocked. I felt very anxious. I was scared of what the repercussions would be if somebody had found out. Obviously, he was the presenter and I was a runner. I wasn't going to tell anyone what he'd done because I didn't want to lose my job. As time went on and his flirtations grew stronger with me, I was flattered. I'd been sucked into his world, I suppose. He was a very intoxicating person. Rachel says she met up with Brand outside work and they had sex for the first time. He made it clear to me that it, I couldn't tell anyone else on the crew. It had to be a complete secret because he had it written into his contract that he wasn't allowed to have any sexual contact with anyone working on Big Brother. A newspaper later reported that one of the conditions of Brand's hire on Big Brother was that he wouldn't sleep with anyone on the programme. Brand himself wrote in his autobiography that before he was offered the Big Brother job, his agent, John Knoll, had to sign a contract guaranteeing he would be no trouble. I didn't know that he had this history of sex addiction, but they obviously did, and it was enough of a concern for them to write it into his contract. I mean, that's basically like, they know he's going to do something shitty. They just don't want him to do it on company time or property. It sounds slightly dramatic, but 
with hindsight and now as an older woman, I can say with clarity that, you know, I felt like I was groomed um, for sex. There is a responsibility of production companies. They enabled him to exist in these environments where he was able to take advantage of his, who he was. Big Brother was, it was like a world in itself. And getting into that world felt like an incredible achievement and I felt very lucky. Right, the housemates have only been locked up for four days and yet already I start to think of fizzy pop as some sort of precious magical elixir. My role was to recruit audience members for the live show. We used to go out flyering out by the universities find university students who would come down and um, be on the show. Anarchy in the Big Brother house, first of all, right, they cut short their medieval tasks. That's not proper, all right, is it? Russell was pointing out women that he found attractive in the audience and then getting the runners to get their details so that they could meet up after the show. He would give a runner a piece of paper and it would be a phone number, or where to find him in his hotel room. Daya would give that out to at least two, three girls in the audience. And I say girls, because they were like all over 18, but they were all under 22. Oh, hello. Ah. I distinctly remember getting phone calls from women in tears the next day, saying that they'd met up with Russell. They were mainly upset because they just felt used. You know, he promised he'd call me, he said he'd speak to me again, and I've not heard from him. That said, you know, I don't know what went on once they left the studio. It felt like we were essentially taking lambs into slaughter. We are basically acting like pimps to Russell Brand's needs. And it was really horrible to listen to those women being so distressed and upset. Just didn't feel right. This runner was also working with Brand on another Channel 4 show made by Endemol called Kings of Comedy. Part of my job as a runner was to go and, and collect Russell from his hotel and bring him to the studios. Russell would answer, you know, just in underwear, usually, although obviously knew the call time, knew he should be dressed and ready. He'd try and invite me in. Would always jokingly say, surely we've got time for a quickie. I had my radio and I think I always made sure there was a way of contacting the studio. So I did think, oh, gosh, hang on. I don't really want to be on my own here. It doesn't seem like a great situation to have been put in. I think that our production manager had talked about being alone. And I think that was one of the reasons I had walkie-talkie. On the next series of Big Brother's E-Forum in 2005, 
Crews say they told more senior members of the production team at Endemol that they had concerns about Brand's behaviour. I kind of felt something wasn't right. I didn't like it. I discussed it with one of the other research team and we sat across from, there was like a talent booking manager. She was pretty old school, had like a Rolodex of contacts. And she was just like, girls, girls, you know, it's what happens with the talent. Boys will be boys. Another crew member says she raised a separate complaint alongside a colleague. We reported what had happened and what we'd seen them and said that, that these calls had come in. We didn't hear anything more about it. I don't know whether that complaint went any higher than our production management team. It was definitely met with, OK, well, that's not OK. I don't know if anybody spoke to Russell. The behaviour didn't stop. The crew members say they don't know if the complaint... I was a talent booker for MTV, but I wasn't like that. Wow, small world. Uh, yeah, there's also tons of people who do the exact same. Like, that's why the conspiracy theories that are going around right now where people are trying to be like, well, Russell Brand, I mean, is it because he got too close to the truth? And it's like, there's lots of people who said the same batshit stuff he said every single day to, again, massive audiences, and they don't have, like, 16-year-olds saying that they were groomed and raped by them. Like, you know, there's a massive difference. I don't even think by the scale of the truth tellers he was that, like, you know, radical. Plaints went to the top of Endemol, or were passed on to Channel 4. Like, all of this was happening before he had ever even... Before YouTube existed! <laughs> everybody should be able to report their concerns, and everybody should be able to report unacceptable behaviour. One of the shocking things is that this was going beyond the production team. It was going out into members of the public who came into contact with him through his broadcasting. Both the broadcaster and the production company are jointly responsible for duty of care and for standards to be upheld during the production. After his second Channel series 4 versus on Channel Big 4, Brothers that's interesting. Forum, Brand was sent to rehab once again by his agent, John Knoll, this time for sex addiction. While at the clinic, Brand wrote in his diary about his time on the show. He later published it in his autobiography. Russell, you have fucked up every professional opportunity you have ever been given. Now that you've been given yet another last chance and are finally free from drugs and alcohol, you have already begun to tarnish your reputation at Big Brother. Hello. Oh, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, hi. After being treated for sex addiction, Brand was rehired to host four more series of the lucrative Channel 4 show, now under its new name, Big Brother's Big Mouth. John Knoll Management said for legal reasons on which they cannot elaborate, they are not in a position to provide a response. Banerjee UK, who acquired Endemol Shine, said, We take our duty of care to our cast, crew and staff extremely seriously. While Endemol did have a code of conduct, support policies and escalation procedures in place, 
Like, didn't we just watch him harass somebody live on air? Didn't, didn't Was that the clip that just got shown? Place during the period in question. They were not as robust as our current processes. We are sorry these women if did not If not assault, I don't know how far that clip goes. And in light of these serious allegations, encourage them to contact us in confidence. Banerjee say Russell Brand's contract did not include any clause pertaining to sexual relationships. Channel 4 said, We are appalled to learn of these deeply troubling allegations on programmes between 2004 and 2007. We have carried out extensive document searches and have found no evidence to suggest the alleged incidents were brought to the attention of Channel 4. We will continue to review this in light of any further information we receive. We will be asking the production company who produced the programme to investigate these allegations and report their findings. Today, Channel 4 has a zero-tolerance approach Today. to unacceptable behaviour and a robust code of conduct requires all suppliers to have in place rigorous safeguarding policies and provide whistleblowing support, including Channel 4's Speak Up facility. On Russell Brand's contract forbidding sexual relations at work and unacceptable behaviour in the workplace, they say... To the best of our knowledge, the contract contained no such clause. Yeah. We don't know. Looking on the face of it, it's like Russell having sex with women over 18 who are seemingly consenting. So what's the big deal in that? The thing that is not okay, it's this atmosphere of women being dispensable, women being used for sex, that you can pick them up at work like out of a menu. They're all really harmful attitudes and it creates an environment of permission which then can snowball into things that are more serious. While working on Big Brother, Brand asked staff to approach audience members he later had sex with. He also focused his attention on a junior colleague, yet the show catapulted him into the mainstream. Please welcome Russell Brand. Russell Brand! Yeah. In 2007, he fronted a series of primetime TV shows and starred in British feature film, St Trinians. That same year, Brand published his first memoir, My Bookie Wook, which was the Christmas number one bestseller. It's a searingly honest account of sex and drug addiction, bulimia and self-harm, and it's written by Russell Brand, uh, lovely, hello. innocent Russell Brand. Yeah, butter wouldn't <laughs> melt. By 2007, Brand had secured himself a top spot at the BBC with his own show on its flagship station, Radio 2, along with his co-host, Matt Morgan. He'd been promoted from his slot on Radio 6 Music, where he later hinted in his autobiography that he'd been having sex with competition winners in the toilets. He implied that the station controller, Leslie Douglas, was aware of this. It's a pattern that seems to follow Russell Brand throughout his career. He misbehaves, he transgresses what would normally be acceptable within broadcasting, and he gets rewarded by a promotion, by another show, by something else. I feel like that's a white guy thing. Soon after joining the station, Brand repeatedly directed sexual comments towards a newsreader. She's erotic, that newsreader. Blimey, what a sex bomb that woman is. I'm going to go in that newsroom one of these days, and while she's reading, do you know one of my fantasies? Don't. <laughs> we are going to get under that desk, and we're going to unleash hell on your thighs, woman. 
Brand said on air that the newsreader wasn't happy and she'd told senior colleagues, but the behaviour didn't stop. The uh, producer just told me that uh, she was, we've upset her. They pointed out in the, the production side of our programme show, they go, uh, she ain't got the right to reply because she, like, we say all these things about her, like, oh, yeah, it's she's doing the news. Imagine her just in her knickers. On one show, without his co-host Matt Morgan, Brand interviewed Jimmy Savile, who was later exposed for his sex crimes. Wow. During the interview, what a team Brand up. offered up his assistant, naked. It'd be very nice to meet you one day, Mr. Jimmy Savile, just, well, you know. if you've got a sister, you could meet me by bringing her along. I, I mean, I haven't got any sisters, I but... I don't usually meet fellas, but if you've got a sister, that's okay. I've got Yikes. an assistant called... Part of her job description is that anyone I demand she um, greets, meets, massages, she has to do it. She's very attractive, Jimmy. Well, that's, that's, that's a good start. What kind of start? You could send her along to do some research. Would you like her to wear anything in in particular, Sir Jimmy? I'd actually prefer her to wear nothing. Right. So you want my assistant to meet you naked? Okay. Well, that's that's not going to be that's not going to be a problem. The the Jimmy Savile interview just beggars. Yeah. Like, what's what's the joke? Like, <laughs> it sounds like you two are just describing assault to each other. It's like, yeah, I want your assistant against her will to show up at my house dressed in nothing. So you want her to be naked. Yeah, naked when she shows up. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Belief. Again, he is demeaning one of his female colleagues. He's basically... Who the fuck was Jimmy Seville for us American heads? Uh, if I'm wrong, Britain, British folk, those across the aisle, but I'm, I was quite, quite astute to, to see. Isn't he one of the biggest fucking pedos in British history? Like, he's that, he was like a child entertainer, fucking lifelong pedophile, but he's also like one of the most famous children's entertainers of all time, and it's fucking like one of those just like monstrously scary horror stories because it was like this person was so fucking famous so entrenched in all aspects of society he was he was knighted he's saying sir jimmy that's because it is sir you know blah blah, blah. he's been knighted by by the the queen um and it turned out that he was a monstrously massive pedophile and had so many fucking victims that he had been fucking raping for years saying you know she'll do whatever i like arguably maybe the biggest like horrifying monster in british television history i i, I would say whatever i want basically saying I yeah if mr if mr rogers was a serial pedophile and and had literally fucking just insane amounts of victims and you were just like jesus christ that mr rogers but instead no mr rogers is wholesome as fuck did good shit and jimmy seville is an absolute monster i am her pimp somebody should have said it's not acceptable to continually have these yeah, like the the nonce of nonces, right? Like the the fucking supreme nonce. Um, also, like there's 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 like documentaries on Netflix about Jimmy Seville. Like they're very hard to watch, but that dude, like it's nuts how fucking famous he was. Jokes about sex, uh, jokes about women. You can see a very clear pattern of unacceptable behavior that consistently undermines and demeans women, and that leads to sexual exploitation of them. Members of staff were angered by Brand's behaviour. On one occasion, Brand exposed his genitals whilst urinating into a bottle. A witness claimed this was in front of colleagues and guests. One appeared to be a minor. This witness gave us an account. They described the incident as shocking and entirely inappropriate. It's over there, under your bottle of urine. Hey! 
that bottle of urine was a gift from the Queen. <laughs> right. This is BBC Radio 2 online. On Staff say a complaint was made to station controller Leslie Douglas, but no formal action was taken. A press officer acknowledged that Brand had urinated in the studio and was quoted as saying, someone has shown him where the toilet is. Just a few months later, production of the show was awarded to Brand's own company, Vanity Projects. The broadcasting regulator Ofcom later said there was a lack of clarity about who at the BBC had hands-on editing. John Oliver did a segment on uh, Seville and coming to the grips with the fact that it do to assault children. Yeah, like, I can't imagine, you know, I, I've had, obviously, a never-ending supply of, like, you know, don't have heroes, kill your heroes, because your heroes are always going to fucking disappoint you. And it doesn't matter if they're, like, you know, you're my musical heroes or my movie heroes or whatever they are. Eventually, a couple of them suddenly come out as massive fucking serial predators and shit like that. But that one would have been so, like, just you know core destroying if you if you grew up and that was like your guy you know like uh, for, for i wasn't really a mr rogers guy but i maybe like uh uh what was it fred penner or if like bob ross turned out to be like a massive fucking serial rapist or something like that and for some people it was like bill cosby for other people it was like other people and like you know at one point or another it's just like world destroying world destroying to have someone who like not only did you look up to but was like your image of wholesomeness you know like this was this was safety this was like a version of a safety blanket to you was this person's ideas personas attitude lessons all that kind of stuff wrapped into one and then it turns out that they are a fucking serial monster and you're just like jesus fucking christ tutorial oversight of the series he was suspected of over 300 kids yep in october 2008 after Matt Morgan was no longer co-hosting. Brand and his guest, Jonathan Ross, called Faulty Towers actor Andrew Sachs and left a message on his voicemail. Brand had previously been in a sexual relationship with Sachs's granddaughter. He fucked a granddaughter! Code red! Code red! I'm sorry, Mr Faulty! No BBC executive had listened to the pre-recorded show before it was broadcast. It led to 44,000 complaints and was dubbed Saxgate. Well, I think it would be silly of me to speak without thinking because that's caused all of this um, trouble, so perhaps I shouldn't. I'm just sorry that I've upset Mr Sachs. Russell Brand resigned. Radio 2's controller, Leslie Douglas, and another executive also resigned. A later report by Ofcom and an internal investigation at the BBC had no reference to any previous complaints about Brand. Unfair to Brand. Who gives a fuck? Russell Brand needed to be tackled directly. He needed to have a very experienced executive producer who would take him on and stop things in their tracks. He was allowed to say the unsayable. He was allowed to do the unthinkable and consistently got away with it. Matt Morgan said, I stopped working with Russell Brand several years ago. During the time I worked with him, I was never aware of any allegations of serious sexual misconduct against him. 
I absolutely condemn all forms of mistreatment of women. Looking back on the time I spent working on radio at the BBC, I am regretful to learn that a show I was part of made colleagues uncomfortable at times. A representative for Leslie Douglas said, Ms Douglas did not at any time encourage, enable and or fail herself to take any adequate steps within her power with regard to the conduct of Mr Brand of which she was aware. She is presently unable to provide any further information which may be relevant to the matters raised in the programme due to the obligations owed by her to her former employer. Very lawyery. The BBC did not respond to questions about complaints being ignored by senior employees. They said, Russell Brand left the BBC after a serious editorial breach, as did the controller of Radio 2 at the time. The BBC reviewed yeah. what had happened. We hope that demonstrates that the BBC takes issues seriously and is prepared to act. BBC, you don't take Over shit seriously. Over successive years, the BBC has evolved its approach to how it manages talent and how it... The BBC is such a fucking joke. They're so clown shoes. Like, how many times do you need more stories to come out where it's like, hey, by the way, BBC, you falsely reported on this story and or you've dramatically exaggerated the testimony of someone who, by the way, happens to themselves be a serial rapist just in service of some super turfy transphobic shit. Shame on you, BBC. This is really bad. Oh, well, we here at the BBC would like to take this opportunity to say that we too have rules and regulations. Like, what the fuck? What? No, no, BBC, do better. Deals with complaints or issues raised. We have clear expectations around conduct at work. These are set out in employment contracts, the BBC values, the code of conduct, and the anti-bullying and harassment policy. We appreciate there are two outstanding freedom of information requests. We apologize for this. <laughs> but we will not honor them, no. It'll take some time. It's quite unusual, you see. Although Brand's time at the BBC had ended in disgrace, he was finding new opportunities across the Atlantic. Well, what are you going to do in Los Angeles when you get I've got to do a special for Comedy Central, start rehearsing my film with Judd Apatow, and I'm making a film with Helen Mirren. In the US, his profile continued to grow. Yeah, he Come got A-list. pull it off for 10 minutes. I'm nice for 10 minutes. all the time. You don't want to be around when the laughter stops. By 2010, Russell Brand had transformed into a Hollywood A-lister. He was now living in the US and starring in one blockbuster after another. After a whirlwind marriage to pop icon Katy Perry, Brand's fame had reached new heights. The outrageous British comedian whose wild antics have taken him all the way to the studios of Hollywood. Things was getting a bit fruity out there. All right, Liz, <laughs> we goodbye. Were. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's been really a wonderful experience. <laughs> See you later, Liz. Russell. All right, that's okay. <laughs> Russell, I can undo your bra just like this. It was at this time that Nadia alleges she was raped by... That's like the second time we've seen him straight up like sexually harass someone on camera. Like these these aren't related to the accusations that are being levied, the new ones. These, these are just scenes on camera that everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, that's yeah, that happened on daytime TV. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I mean, yeah, it, it did happen. Different time, though. I mean, was a different time.
brand. And just months later, another woman says she was left traumatised after an experience with him. I moved to LA. I moved out here for just for chasing my dreams. I met him at an AA meeting and he pursued me like right away. I slept with him willingly, like for the record, willingly. He sold me a dream, very manipulative, very like, you know, you're the greatest thing. Like, wanna, you know, have my babies, ridiculous shit, but nothing, like nothing further. Sometime after their first sexual encounter, Phoebe says Brand called her and asked her to work with him. I, of course, am like just so, you know, big break, eager, like, yes, of course. So I took the job and it went really well. He had me on for a long period. We did a lot of stuff together. He'd have a comedy show and like would invite a bunch of us and like my friends would come. It became what felt like a friendship. Everything we did work-wise revolved around his sexual behaviour with other people. And because I had slept with him, it was like, it didn't hurt, but it hurt, you know? I've just never seen any man have power and, like, manipulation over women. Like, I watched this guy, I mean, pulled women out of the audience, kicking us out of his dressing room and fucking them in the dressing room, you know, just revolving door of women every day. I mean, five-plus women a day, just absolute mayhem. Phoebe remembers working at Brand's house before they left to go to a show. They were running late, so Phoebe left her belongings behind. We came home together in the same car. And we came back to the house and I was like, okay, cool, I'll go pack up and I'll leave. Then the assistant left to run an errand. And without me realizing it, I was left alone with him at the house. He came into the room. I can't remember if he was naked or if he was in underwear, but he ended up naked at some point. And he started, like, chasing me. I was almost laughing because I was like, there's no way this is happening. And it got a little more aggressive. And then I think I realised this is not a joke. Like, this is really... He, he's really serious. And I went to walk back out to get out of the bedroom and the, the door had been locked, which I hadn't seen him do. And he grabbed me and got me on the bed. I was fully clothed and he was naked at this point and he held me down and he was just aggressively trying to, you know, fuck me. And I saw something come over his eyes, I swear to God, like black, his eyes eyes had no more colour, they were black. Like a different person literally entered his body. And I was screaming and I was like, what are you doing? Like, stop, you're my friend, I love you, please don't do this, I don't want to do this. Like he, I think he had his hands down my 
trousers, but I was fighting so hard and I was screaming so hard. And something snapped and he heard me and he got off of me. And I got up and was like, what the fuck? And he flipped the fuck out on me, like, fuck you, you know, just like super angry. And I'm sobbing. I run yeah, to the front door. Yeah, a lot of similar stories, a lot of similar accounts. To my cart. A lot of the same patterns, a lot of the same things happening, a lot of the same techniques and strategies. House, waiting for him to join a the meeting. The glazed over eyes right before the rapes. And all the people that he had the meeting with were standing in the fucking driveway. Years later, I ran into one of those guys on another job and he pulled me aside and he said to me, I have never forgiven myself for not running in that house to save you. I heard you screaming and I didn't know what to do. And we were all so scared of him and I didn't do anything and I'm sorry. I then start receiving phone calls from Russell. He's so apologetic. By the way, it's really sad that we have to do that. Like, just by we, I mean society. That, like, after someone has been like, okay, so here's my first-hand credible account of potentially being sexually assaulted by the superstar celebrity who has a ton of history of doing sexual assaults, including we've just seen him multiple times do it on camera. Anyways, uh, this is my testimony. Okay. Now, uh, she could be lying, even though she is keeping herself anonymous completely and doesn't want to be known. So she could still be lying, of course, for the rape fame that could come from this and or profit. So we do need to interview a few of other people just to make sure that just like right off the cuff, she's not 100% just lying that this ever happened. In fact, they've never even known each other. So, okay, so we talked to not one, but two, now three. Okay, so three friends have said that she told them that she was raped by Russell Brand when Russell Brand allegedly raped her. All right, let's put that up there just so well, I, everyone needs to see it because, like, you know, the anonymous rape fate that could come from this testimony. So let's get that up on there. Good job. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I please, 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 please forgive me. I didn't mean to. A few days. Yeah. Hey, good point. Sorry. That was long overdue. Let's get rid of this. Ah, oh, yeah. After the incident, Phoebe says she had to return to set. She thinks Brand found out she'd told a friend about her alleged assault. I remember Russell getting me towards the bathroom and turning the water on so nobody could hear him talking. And was basically like, sexual assault is a serious allegation and if you're fucking serious, I need to know because you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Sounds familiar. I don't know what I said at that point. You know, like I don't, remember that day well at all i think i was in a trauma response i don't know if i just completely disassociated from what was happening i mean it was really tough he was a member of alcoholics anonymous that is supposed to be a safe place that's supposed to be like a sanctuary and after that like i almost drank i was fucked up and I just didn't know how to process point. it. Yeah. I felt like I had nowhere to go. I didn't feel safe. It felt like I couldn't go to meetings. I was too afraid to see him. I never heard from him again. I never saw him again. I'm at peace with it. 
when I think about having children, having a daughter, and how this had happened to her, you know, that's why I'm talking to you. A year later, for the first time, a sexual allegation about Brand is made public. His former girlfriend, Jordan Martin, published a book under a thinly disguised pseudonym revealing intimate details of their relationship, which she describes as controlling and manipulative. The book contains her description of an incident where he got angry and then sexually assaulted her. Jordan also told her story to the Mail on Sunday, but when the newspaper printed, the reference to the assault had been removed. She says she believes the newspaper was asked to take out the line. Oh, Jesus! It was like, he threw a bra, but he threw it aggressively. It was sort of a bit sexually exciting and a little bit frightening, as all sexual interaction ought be. Thank you. Daniel Sloss is an established name in comedy and has been performing since 2007. He's heard allegations about Brand's treatment of women on the comedy circuit. This Part of is one of his stand-up specials. Scary. This is intimidating. And if I'm scared of this, and, and there's almost no consequences to me, what do people who have suffered uh, and, and been subject to his alleged behaviours, how, how must they feel? I, I could not say something. So from the second I started, he was a big name. Big, big, a big, big household name. Everyone in the UK knows who he is. If you, if you were a comedian and you got to gig with him, that would be you gigging with, you know, a celebrity. There were many stories. It wasn't just coming from one person or one group of people. You know, it was different incidents um, over different years and of varying degrees of severity. I'm stood in artist bar. So Sloss is the Hannibal Buress of the story. Well, not in the sense that like this is what actually got people to start paying attention to it because I didn't even know. Like I, I watched the clips. If you haven't seen them already, by the way, this is I think I can find it pretty easy. Daniel Sloss. Yeah, it's got like the big X in the background. For eight years, and he fucking did it. There are monsters amongst us and they look like us. If you are sick of the narrative that is currently going on about men, feel free to change it, but you have to get involved. Don't make the same mistake I did for years, which was just sitting back and be like, well, I'm not part of the problem, therefore I must be part of the solution, because that's just not how this fucking shit works. I believe, and deep down I know that most men are good, or of course we are, but when one in ten men are shit and the other nine do nothing, they might as well not fucking be there. Being good on the inside counts for absolutely fuck all. You have to actively be good and get involved. Instead of having this fucking hero complex of being like, oh, I'm going to beat up a rapist, fucking prevent one, stop one, because I know it can be done because I know how I fucking failed at it. Because if I'm being 100% honest with myself, were there signs in my friend's behavior over the years towards women that I ignored? The answer is yes. And then he raped my friend, and that's on me until the day I die. Talk. He's the only one who spoke out. Ours with agents, promoters, channel commissioners, and I'm hearing these allegations and these rumors about Russell in the same room that these people are in. And then 
later on, he would be in a movie. He would be on a television show. He would be hosting something. He was still being employed. I know that there are groups that set up by uh, female comedians where and by the way, it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, Cosby, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein, fucking all, all these motherfuckers who have this pattern of it. It seems consistently that you're seeing the industries themselves unwilling to do anything about it. And in, rather than, you know, take someone uh, and their testimony at face value and then be like, OK, something has to be done here. This could be really bad, you know, either in the long run or for the studios or anything like that. It's like. Russell Brand, it was like he got fucking bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And he went from being this kind of like, you know, person not known that well outside of the UK um, to being this international superstar, AAA, fucking one of the biggest names in comedy in, in, in the fucking, you know, mainstream comedy films on, on in the movies all the time. They warn each other of comedians and agents, people in the industry who to uh, avoid. And I know for many, many years that women have been warning each other ab about Russell. I know there are comedians who have made references in jokes to Russell's alleged crimes and have either been asked or told to not do those jokes anymore. Hearing that is intimidating. It's scary. You don't know where these people are coming from and how high up it goes. Questions that should have been asked uh, about Russell. Apparently, uh, he was in a show called Roast Battle, but kept getting roasted by comedians and American comedians for being a serial rapist. And that's one of the reasons he stopped being part of the roast battle. Um, yeah, Catherine Ryan called him sexual predator on camera. Three sources who worked with the show's production company told Deadline. Um, it was a litigious minefield. No one perpetrated any sexual assaults against me, but this person I believe very strongly. So do a lot of people. It's an open secret as a perpetual perpetuator of sexual assault before he was employed for certain things i do not believe they were asked but you do uh following the uk times channel 4 investigation this weekend that exposed four sexual assault allegations against russell brand more dirt is being dug up on the actor and comedian after serving as a judge on comedy central's roast battle in 2018 he was dropped from the show after just one season after being accused of being a sexual predator while filming deadline reports three sources told the outlet that the roast battle judge uh, reportedly called out brand for the allegations various times while filming but that her comments never made the final cut during the appearance on the bbc uh, louis thoreau interview in 2022 ryan said i in front of loads of people in the format of shows said to this person's face that they are a predator multiple sources have confirmed to deadline that she was referring to brand on roast battle ryan had told a throw that she would not name drop brand citing it being a litigious minefield denoting that she herself was not one of the victims uh on friday brand posted this video on x blah blah, blah. in the video brand opens out about receiving an email uh, he explained that the allegations took place during a time when he was working in the mainstream and it was very promiscuous now during the time of promiscuity blah blah, blah we already know this um, Brand has postponed three remaining dates of his comedy tour by Polarization in Britain just two days after the release of the reports. Uh, the network said they are aware of the very serious allegations. They're not currently aware of any reports of misconduct having been done with MTV or Comedy Central. Look at people who are 
in higher positions of authority in this industry and think to yourself, well, there is more you could have done. I worship divine sexual female energy. Yes, thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm saying that not only because it's true, but also because it's nearly the end of the show now. And I know if I say stuff like that about women and divine sexual energy at the end of the evening, there's no way I ain't getting laid after the show tonight. By now, Russell Brand had been at the forefront of British comedy and television for over a decade. He was beginning to find new audiences as he started to voice his opinion on UK politics. Is it true you don't even vote? Yeah, no, I don't vote. Well, how do you have any authority to talk about politics then? Has, man, let me finish, mate, let me finish. You know, probably I don't agree with, apart from my admiration of firefighters, much that Russell probably... Pay says, their pensions but, then, love. Well, I'll, we can come Excuse to Excuse the sexist language I'm working on that. One of the things that people really don't like is men talking over women on these types of shows and yes. our voices not being heard. And it's apologize. a classic. Alice, who alleged she'd been sexually you assaulted show by up and then all eight years the earlier when she good. was 16, now had a career in television and was working for Channel 4. What's up, buddy? There was a meeting that I was finish this documentary. with, with a production company know, and group of commissioning editors. There were discussions about a show that was going to happen and who the presenter was going to be. And it looked like the most likely candidate was going to be Russell. There were a couple of people in the room that raised concerns about him because it came to light that there'd been previous situations where he'd been inappropriate with staff members. The solution that was offered was that we would take the female staff off the crew, and then if there were women there, then, then they would never be alone with him. I was in disbelief. Alice says one commissioning editor in the room strongly opposed what had been suggested. Why not just not work with him? Brand wasn't. I, I would be like, okay, yep, that that is one idea. I mean, we can table that. But what about us not working with someone in which we have to hide women from his presence and being privately in a room with out of their own danger? What, like, you know, what what if we worked with someone else who, like, we didn't have to worry if they were left in a room alone with women that the women were going to potentially be sexually assaulted? Hired that as one. a presenter on a Channel Four show in two thousand and fourteen. But opportunities with the broadcaster kept coming in the years that followed. I'm a good role model for a child. <laughs> Are you now? Never yield the sex appeal, Jim, never! There's <laughs> opportunities, there's always flies to be caught. He comes across sometimes as a caricature of himself. Oh, that's not true, you've completely misunderstood! <laughs> so you've got this great big vagina. And this that's it, Prue. And this that's why I came on this show. I used to find him annoying, but it's like in hindsight after rewatching this, or sorry, after, yeah, I've just seen a lot of these clips and some of which I'd obviously seen previous, like, you know, him on the, the Great Bake Off and stuff like that. It's like, now it's all so fucking creepy. 
And he also appeared on other channels. You aren't allowed. You're enabled. To, to enabled is a good Yeah, word. I've yes, found them like cringy, and now it's like he's like horrifying. Success, people will let you be a nutter as long as they're making money out of it. When you look back at that promiscuous lifestyle, do you think, does that appall you? Do you think, God, I was disgusting? Do you look at your daughter now and think, I hope she never meets it, Russell it, Brown when she grows up? Don't get so up. worked up about it. It's only a rhetorical device. Does it appall you? No, my dear. In 2020, Alice contacted Brand's literary agents to tell them about her experience with him when she was 16 years old. I phoned the officers and I asked to speak to his agent. Somebody asked what it was regarding and I said, that's regarding Russell Brand I being a sex offender. I, I was that. put straight through. I said, I want you to be aware of what your client does. I was told, okay, well, he's away at a wellness retreat at the moment. I'll contact him and we'll have another phone call. His lawyer emailed me, was very aggressive, said very clearly that I was after money, implied that it was almost blackmail, what I was doing. Don't fuck with the bag, eh? Like... Uh, hi, just a note, one of the books that you're about to publish, uh, yeah, I, I believe that I was groomed and or raped by the person who, uh, the book's about, I'm just warning you, uh, you know, as kind of like a courtesy, it's like, blackmail, you say, hmm? Well, no demands have been made whatsoever, there's no quid in the quid pro quo, I'm not asking you do something, and if you don't, I'll reveal this information, I'm just giving you the information for free. Like, that now you have it. There's, like, you know, this is it's kind of the end of it. Yeah, it's extremely litigious. And I pointed out, I've never made money, I've never but not just not just Bran, keep in mind, so are the fucking companies across the board. Like, how many places? I mean, I know this is a Channel 4 documentary, so they're not going extremely hard on Channel 4, but we've seen them, Channel 4, BBC, MTV, and also, like, you know, publishing houses. How involved were you? How aware were you? Did you know that other companies were aware and had clauses in place where Russell Brand was not allowed to have or be around female staff, and that if he was potentially around female staff, it could be an inherent danger to them? Did you know about that? Did you have a similar policy? Did you have a closet to sign? Did you make people sign it? NDA? Was anyone harmed during the time that they were there? Did he sexually molest or assault any of your stuff? Like, a, a consistent pattern where it seems to be like, well, we are horrified to learn of some of the events that may have transpired. We also were not participants in any of the events and or do not endorse any of them. So, yeah. Money, you're the only person that's ever mentioned money. That was how that communication ended. Over recent years, Russell Brand has stepped away from mainstream television and gathered over 28 million followers across his social media platforms. One breath, no charm. Online, Brand discusses conspiracy theories and often takes aim at the mainstream media. The media, our friends, our allies, telling us the truth and definitely not amping up. And now we're in the, this is when I started to cover Russell Brand phase. Some stories and ignoring others in order to shape our reality to benefit them and their corporate partners. 
He also gives advice on relationships and addiction and makes millions in the process. 12-step recovery, not just for nut jobs. I didn't know that he was doing in a fucking little Tate light. I didn't know that. I mean, hey, fucking that tracks. At least surprising aspect, I would say so far. And wackos, although nut jobs and wackos are, of course, welcome. If you're having a lot of one night stands, I think like as long as everything's consensual and no one's being hurt, not you or the other person, what does it matter? Offline, Brand immerses himself in groups oh, sure. which support vulnerable women. If everything's in July of this Russell. year, he hosted a wellness festival, with most of the proceeds going to women-only addiction charities. A week after being asked to respond to the allegations in this film, Brand posted this video. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then. I still can't believe there's a jump cut there. Why? Why did you put a jump cut when you said always consensual? Because that just leaves it open to like, why didn't you just refilm it? Or take a different, like, there's obvious cuts here that are, like, redone and or edited into a different position. Why that one? Why the always consensual? And almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? What I seriously refute are these very, very serious criminal allegations. There are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narratives that these two mainstream Provide. media outlets are trying to construct, apparently in what seems to me to be a coordinated attack. I see him online and it, it triggers me, it hurts me. <sighs> Now he's a wholesome family man who's like the king of wellness. <laughs> he did wrong things. But it's almost as if there's no retribution for that. It could have been nipped in the bud at the beginning of his career. Had he been pulled up on it, had he been held accountable for his actions. They knew that he was, at the best, inappropriate at work and unprofessional. That's the higher-ups at Channel 4, that's at the BBC. They've all had a hand in facilitating it. They need to be accountable too. True. How many people walked into comedy, met Russell, had a bad experience with him and left? Do you know what I mean? How, culturally, what are we missing? Went from being a heroin addict live on air on MTV to a sex addict live on air on E4 to a predator live on air on Radio 6 and Radio 2. He kept progressing. Nothing held him back. And so he thought he could do whatever he wanted. I mean, yeah, if, if your behavior throughout the history of his career was making him fail upwards, even though he was doing a ton of fucking grooming and rapey shit, 
then what incentivization was there ever for Russell Brand to do anything other than become more of a monster along the pathway? Because both him and all these corporations were profiting so handsomely off all of this bullshit. At the expense of women, obviously. I've been waiting since I was 16 for it to hit the papers or for it to be on the news that he's been arrested or that somebody's reported him and it's stopped the abuse. If you have a story, email dispatches at channel4.co.uk. Um, yeah, that was fucking horrifying. A really hard sit-through. Uh, if you missed any of it, uh, it counts a lot of detailed, very, very fucked-up stories of Russell Brand and his predatory behavior towards uh, a career of women, a lot of them young teenagers, and uh, recurring themes, recurring patterns, recurring manipulation, recurring abuse. Um, certainly, I mean, some of the most disturbing ones, I had no idea about the whole, like, pedophile uh, being aroused by 16-year-old virgins and calling them his daughter dolls and all this weird-ass fucking shit. Like, hardcore groomer behavior that, again, uh, had he not done this pivot to the right at this point, 100, uh, like, sorry, 100% would have been called out by right-wingers. You, you would get right-wingers straight up being like, look at this fucking liberal fucking pedophile, liberal pedophile, Russell Brand, blah, blah, blah. Now all of them are like, it's a setup. He's telling the truth. He was calling out the elites. He was calling out they, thems. This guy is fucking speaking the truth about the world. That's why they're coming after him. This is all a fucking attack. He was getting too close. And, like, I, the reason that whole argument is so wild to me is that, like, if you made that argument for someone like Julian Assange, at least then you have some credibility in that, like, there's a basis for this conspiracy theory. There's there's a grounds for it. This is a dude who turns on his webcam and, Oh, I thought they killed the Queen with the ivermectin day. They thought I beg my bookie walkie for... You know, and you're just like, oh, fucking... This dude uh, seems horrifying. Like, on every fucking level. He just seems like an absolute fucking monster. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This show is produced by amazing people like you. And if you want to help us out, please consider donating over at patreon.com slash the surfs. The show is made possible thanks to Amazing Fletch, Anna Loves Riley, Ariane McCarthy, Cheryl Alvarez, Doug Cady, Everything Important, Hagbard Celine, Lamedia Panza, Matthew Scarborough, Multimondi, Omni, Peanut Butter Blondie, Political Papi, Quiet 185, Rachel K, Riley and Anna, Roller Dragon, Ruby K, Sir Nickus, Spinach Monster, Stellar Vision, Sebastian Demo, Tech Tink, Trevbot EXE, Words Greenwood, and not to mention all of the amazing and fabulous people you now see before you.